Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the famous Dwayne This Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. Um, I got a couple of special guests here. Um, first and foremost, we got Wifey to be over here. Hey. 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 Uh, we got uh, M&A or A&M, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. I go by Malcolm, <laughs> MC the Artist on Instagram, right. Twitter, you know what I'm saying? That pimp, go get that mixtape, you know what I'm saying? I feel me. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassing myself. This is my lovely wife, April, but I respect her agency. She's not just my wife. She's a mother. She's a... Uh, All right. Okay. Thank you. Oh, that wow. was cute. <laughs> 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 Educated and informed response. Representing for the real niggas across the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Say what up to the people. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, yes, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm like, damn, you're not real nigga. I didn't. I like, okay. I fumbled the alley. It was like, I fumbled the alley. Yeah, it was good, y'all. This is the hip hop professor, man. One hey, part of your favorite uh, internet podcast, No Fucks Given, man. I'm here to drop some knowledge and, and share some things with these lovely people here today. No Fucks Given. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, okay, we, we got Team No Fucks Given, Team I Am Duanus, and Team Poignant Bars all in one podcast. There it's like go. a. Yes, this is a crazy cross promotion. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. It's a crossover event. Brought to you by. Brown alcohol. Brown alcohol. Close alcohol I got for you was his hand sanitizer. <laughs> Turned into a palm tree. We didn't yeah. even see it. <laughs> kind of like a coconut. <laughs> kind of like, uh, <laughs> I could just you get on the beach, right? That's right into palm tree, though. So, we talking about situationships entanglements and affairs mm. and um we figured you it was going to be a couple more couples but you know some people couldn't make it some people was like i'm not going to be here my significant other because i'm a killer if they say the wrong thing so this is probably going to be part one of two so i guess um we'll start with the married couple uh what are your what is your take on I guess entanglements of situationships. Do you think that it's um that's part of the culture now? Do you think that there's a place for it? Like, what are your thoughts? So when you <laughs> it, ain't no. a, it ain't a part of this culture. That's <laughs> right. okay. That is true. Okay. But when Look you it. say entanglement, are we talking about like the viral like open marriage will Jada entanglement? Or are we talking about like situationship? Like like gray area because that's two whole different mm. you know what i'm saying well the thing is there's levels so i mean okay. i guess what we'll do i guess we'll start in order so i'm guessing like um with uh situationships i guess we'll start with that okay okay okay, okay. But I think that's definitely part of the culture. You know, everyone got to say. Yeah, I just got confused because, you know, Will and Jada are married and that's where the word came from. Entanglement. So I'm like, wait, are we getting right into that? Or are we going to like, okay, okay, okay. So, I think we'll say that. is like. The spiciest one. Ain't situationships when you like moving, you know what I'm saying? And y'all don't really have a title for each other. But y'all yeah, that's really how I translate. Oh, yeah. I tra <laughs> what are they doing? I translate like <laughs> situationships as kind of like. There's not really a descriptor, like nobody mm. has a title, so people are still kind of doing them, but are mm. you? But like, yeah. you get kind of attached, but like, should you? But then they do something so that you're mad, but then like, can I be mad? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what that's I think the, of what a situation. What are we? 
what are we? What are we? Yeah. Like y'all, y'all, y'all see each other heavy, but like y'all haven't made anything official. So now y'all kind of got some weird. I think that is the culture right now. There's a lot of that. I think there's a lot more of that than there is like cut and dry like relationships. I think because the talking thing has become like the, the norm. Thing. Like, oh, I talked to him. Oh, I talked to her. Or we, we talked. Like, what does that mean though? Like talking. Yeah. Like, I think it's because the world's become too mixy with social media. You know, like people are just way too, you know, reachable all the time by too many parties. Come in and out your life, you know, at ease. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's why everybody just chooses to talk because you don't really have to take the the risk factor of just like being exclusive. You know, you don't right. have to put right. yourself out there. And why should you? When how can you really trust the people out here doing like? Right. You have a whole Instagram account. And he could have a whole another Instagram account, living a whole another life, oh, doing. That's where, life. that's where it, I say the situationship is a part of the culture because social media changed the culture as far as like the dating culture. Because before mm-hmm. you had like the people in your hood or like the people you worked with or like people you went to school with, like that was your pool or like you went out to the club mm-hmm. at night that was your whole pool and then you didn't see how people were moving outside of that because unless you were on the phone with them or in like a, what, a chat room that was that mm-hmm. now people have so much access to your every move that it yeah. it has blossomed this whole like you could be like a pretty girl in like the sticks of like Iowa but you could be talking to like a famous basketball player you know what I'm saying like because mm-hmm. the DMs is open so I think the DMs have definitely contributed to the situationship culture, like you said, because it's like accessibility. Mm. So people before dudes didn't have that much, not just dudes, because I'm going to say women too, because we got options, child. Before everybody didn't have that big of a pool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now people are more. Um, yeah, look at uh, right. like you want to say something. People are like, more. Say something, um, sir. People are more <laughs> delayed with like setting like an exclusivity because they're like, yeah, I'm talking to like her, but then I got her and her and her and her and her too as like options, yeah. and vice versa. Because it's the same way with women. Like a dude think that he the only one that's sliding your DMs. He is dead wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it's like equal plays. Marvel options than men, at least 15 times more. Well, coming to them. But the thing is, men seek more. So y'all still might have as many options, but y'all pursue those options. The just the difference is the the women don't have to do as much pursuing, I would say. Because the dude who's on the hunt could get into a nice little chit chat with 15 women the same Mm. way 15 dudes could could DM one girl. girl. But she's not necessarily. I I think that's a boy. Men ain't got time for stuff like that. <laughs> All right, I like uh, that. <laughs> we, got, we got a new Darian McRae. Darian McRae. Yeah. We got a, a green block. We got a Roblox. We got a. It's Minecraft. What's happening with you? What's happening? About the concept of situationships. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. Um, I guess you know you can see everybody's name on here. We can introduce later and all that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can finish, April. <laughs> oh me, I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> I know we were talking about like you know women have options, and then I was oh, like, yes, yes, men yes. don't. What we were saying, just to give you the little brief synopsis, is yeah. that part of the reason we're in like a situationship culture is because social media has given people way more options than they had before, so mm-hmm. people are way less likely to just. 
kind of immediately get into that like that title mm-hmm. that is they're much more like you know we'll talk for an extended mm-hmm. amount of time because i'm also talking to like a b c d people want to hedge their bets mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right, right. yeah they gotta do auditions they gotta do these Mer- america idol auditions <laughs> This nigga gotta compete against this nigga. <laughs> I so much stuff now on social media so openly. I think a lot of people like fantasy to their minds is like the expectations might be way, 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 way higher. You just right. constantly living this life waiting for these things that aren't realistically. It's the right. fantasy world. Like, yeah, yeah. The losing the grandeur is like at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Like, that's time. true. I mean, the delusion of grandeur is out of control. I believe that. I mean, you could kind of you could kind of blame us for 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 that because you got to remember when we you know I know for me and Dwayne we we all I think we're all about the same age. Mm-hmm. We started in the the Black Planet era. The oh, uh, oh yes, we did. MySpace era. The BBM. Remember BBM? Facebook, <laughs> Facebook era. The tagged era. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That that's kind of all of us, and that's what started all this. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't the type to be hollering at nobody on Facebook, but that was that was a craze back in North State. They're like, what? You think I'm about to go walk all the way over to uh, Spartan, the Spartan <laughs> Suites from the towers? <laughs> Man, please. I want to talk to her on Facebook and then we get out of there. Nikki, what's your perspective on like uh, situationships? Like, do you feel like that's kind of the culture now to have like situationships instead of relationships? Yeah, because nobody wants commitment. They want to switch to the next person and want to be, free. you know, they want to be freely to move with this one and that one. So they'll be like, oh, I talk to you because they want to talk to someone else too. Right. Or, you know, they'll do something crazy like, you know what I'm saying? They'd be going roll for mad long. And then, like, right at that special moment, they're like, you know what? I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> well, you know what? That's very nuanced that you say that because the friend zone thing, I think women and men have, like, different perspectives about, like, what friend zoning is. Oh, yeah. A dude will try and talk to you consistently. You'll consistently let him know that it's just not happening. But then he'll say you friend zone him. But it's just like, you just don't know how to read signals. Like, there's a difference, you know? Like, you could be cool. You could be someone that, like, I don't mind having a conversation with. That doesn't yeah. automatically insinuate romantic romantic interest. But a lot of guys just feel like, oh, I'm just on Dude's the back burner. Dead. As soon as she, she loses that front runner, like, I'm in there. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. I'm sitting on the bench. Just give me the Yeah, so, um. As far as my take on situationships, I think it's just about the instant gratification culture that came with social media and the internet in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about having cake and eating it too. You know, like I can, I can talk to all these people that may not know about each other. Yeah. And you know, I got all these options. Like, you know, back in the day, back in my grandparents' day, you would have, you had, you had your family, you had you another family, <laughs> and they never met. Unless they, no, they had the whole they secret family in the same town. Yo, you know why? You know why they were able to do that, though. You know why they were able to do that? They didn't have cell phones like like we had them. So you you couldn't track them. Where you at? It, it was no FaceTime, and you in the bed with somebody else. Like it was they none of that. But that's where we said the accessibility thing made a huge difference. In oh, yeah. Like females didn't trip back in the day if you missed a phone call. Oh, well, I'm getting out home. Right. You, you know called back to me later and like, oh, yeah, you got my message. You got my message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my grandma was like, back in the day, like, we was giving our phone numbers. If I saw you again, I saw you again. That's how I knew it was fate. I'm like, 
What? Y'all niggas got faith. Right. Just leaving it up to God. <laughs> Damn. She said, if God wants you to talk to me, God gonna put you back. <laughs> it's like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. <laughs> right, and nothing in between. That, I mean, it makes a big difference, though. Because, right. Like you said, people want to have their cake and eat it, too. They're like, well, normally, back in the day, they would see this girl and be like, oh, my God. Like, I, when am I ever going to have a chance like this again? Now they're like seeing all these women on Instagram, so they're getting this delusion this that like, like, oh, I just have access people. to all these women, so right. why would I just settle on this it's one? It's like you shopping for people, for real. Exactly. Like, That's a good analogy right there. You're just scrolling, just shopping. Oh, I like this. I like this about and those person. people are ranked. Like, by yes. like, likes. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she got five stars. <laughs> Yeah, that's some, that's right. some premium. That's some premium. Yeah, uh, that's a premium. Online dating. <laughs> premium IG thotty right there. That's a premium right there. Speaking of IG thotty, it's true. You know, what are we living in right now? I don't know. What are we like, you know. Now, now they got it even virtual now. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole OnlyFans, and I'm like, yo, I can't even imagine paying my hard work and money just to see something <laughs> on my phone. My you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm not mad money. at nobody for getting their coins. So if you participate in stripper culture in real life, you might as well participate in. Bro, if I if I pay if I pay thirty dollars to see fry some fish, son. <laughs> I heard I heard chicks just cashing out off of feet pics, but anyway. Uh, right. Look. Man. Okay. If a dude DMs you and is like, I will literally pay you five thousand dollars for like a. A foot picture with a white pedicure, my ass would be on the first thing fucking steaming into the nail salon. <laughs> I mean, you can't uh, even identify it back to me. Like, there's no like federal racks? foot database that someone could be like, oh, you Hey, hold on a second. Uh, she got paid $5,000. Five racks? I'm sending for five racks. I'm like, Malcolm, go get your <laughs> pedicure. Malcolm, for five racks. Let me set the stage for this little pig. Uh, hey, yo, pull here. out your finest. Dog, I'm not. Look. I'm not doing that for five racks. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go with everything, honestly. But you know, doing that, I just want to let that know. <laughs> <laughs> five million, I might do it. Like, five. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now right, I'm right. Right. With those. Um, I'm not. I've seen that on Twitter, and the person quote tweeted it and said, "God, I see what you've done for others." <laughs> For me. For me. For me. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Yeah. Sorry. But now, like I was saying, with uh, IG thotties or whatever, um, these these uh videos that leaked, well, this video that leaked, not leaked, but it was released uh -huh. by this chick on um, I think it's a show called uh, something. It's it's a show where it looks like there's people born on it, and they have interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there was these two chicks over there. One of them was saying like, well, huh? Like a show for sex workers type thing? I, I guess. I mean, I'm not like, I, I think I may have seen like another episode with uh, Tiana Trump on it. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, so they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess he's one of the- Hey guys, I'm back. Hey. <laughs> Sorry about that, you see, here. Oh, I got a little baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, right now. A little baby. Why is <laughs> Work. Nah, cause I'm just yeah. about to I'm about to say something that I, I don't want this baby to hear. So. It is, brother. <laughs> the baby don't understand. The baby, yeah, the baby. This, baby, this, this is so. Uh, we've been there. We understand. So, man, I was talking to some of my students. One of them told me her favorite song is WAP. She loves Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. I was like, I bet that's your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I 
she, uh, she, she just a had month. To be maybe seven or oh, almost a month. <laughs> seven? Oh, well. <laughs> No. no, I was disturbed by what he said, but congratulations <laughs> for the baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, newborn baby. But no, that's uh, disturbing what you just said. But congratulations, congratulations to you. you said. <laughs> that's disturbing. That's terrifying. Congratulations to you. <laughs> so, yeah, what, um, so yeah, this, uh, they had these two chicks on there, um, and one of them was like on her birthday. Um, she had, uh, you your son goes somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, she basically, um, she uh, she had she had a fun time with uh, I guess seven NBA players and like I guess um, whoa, eight person. Like, <laughs> you said whoa. You said he worked with the team. That's, she that's, with the I was a coach. That's that's it's super that's super head level legend. Okay. And um, the thing was that you know they was like oh so you know you know. How was that? Goes, oh, it was lit, you know. But I passed out afterwards, which um, what? That seemed, yeah, that seemed like the story. The way she told it seemed like right. the R word adjacent. Oh, but no. I mean, she was just like, because she said she was smacked, and you know, she just did what she did. You know, she um, she engulfed the uh, the innards of those young men, and um, yeah, and um, yeah, then she passed out. And um, I don't know. It just seems like it seems a little wild. But then also, she also said she told the story about Mr. Um, Trigger Trey and how. Uh, oh, see now I never know what you're talking about. Now I was wondering. Oh, this is what everybody's talking about with Trey songs. Why I don't they know if this is a situationship conversation or is, a consent conversation. But uh, the thing is, this is I'm just saying this is like the this is part of the landscape of the dating culture. It may not be for regular niggas like us. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say this is the dating culture. They are sex workers. That's a whole different topic. They're sex workers. Now, I'm not saying anything against that. Like, I have no problem with sex workers. Like, because I mean, men have been paying for sex for thousands of years. But I'm just saying, I don't think that and like the dating culture are nec- like the situationship thing is like the same. Right. Like, I, I think that's a whole other thing. Had, like, allegedly, she said that she didn't get paid for it. It was no. Just what she said, well, we don't even have to get that deep. That's why I was trying not to get that deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she consented to certain things and not other things. And right, his right, behavior right. was sketchy in certain ways. You know, kind of, he already had that story out um, from someone who I, I believe and respect very much, Kiki Palmer about his kind of creep behavior right. and taking the phone oh, and trying to, trying to not into a music video that she didn't really want to participate in. She got so scared she hid, you know? Right. And like, Kiki's not someone who for clout wouldn't even make up such a story. This is years ago, whatever. But these girls are now saying very similar things. You know, he's taking my phone away. You know, I agreed to do this, but then he did some R. Kelly type things right, that right, I did right. not sign up for. So I don't Yo. know if that really has to do with situationships or entanglement. I think when we get into our um, consent or those type of conversations, that's more of like, you know what I'm saying? Kiki, Kiki's a little extra, so I don't, it's kind of hard to kind of go off of some some of the things that she says, because, I mean, she has a very extra personality. Just because she has a big personality doesn't mean she has any reason to accuse her. No, I'm not saying the big personality. When I say extra, I mean, she's like, 
I mean, super dramatic on the regular but like a situation like she's like extra but she's never said like someone stole my phone and i was so scared i hid in a closet like that's not extra my that's kind of like, like i mean it's just thing it's like a pattern with her because like the, she has a whole thing with august alcina supposedly that never happened so because he's troubled so oh yeah yeah that's true i feel like people don't believe I, I hate to give this. Oh, See, now we're getting into the whole thing. So, Justin, you said that, that in your mind, that's kind of like somebody that's like someone that like lives together or something like that, but you don't have like an official title. April, you said it's more so like we're just kind of, you know, going with the flow, no official whatever. It's very abstract. Right. Um, it's very abstract. <laughs> yeah, calling a relationship abstract. That's real nice. When you say, what are we? And he said, you know. You know, we like a Jackson like Pollock. You know, we just, <laughs> yes, just whatever. Yeah. You know, it's a reform I will say this. <laughs> when I, um, when I give game tape, you know, to, to younger men, because I'm always encouraging them to kind of focus on themselves and not necessarily abstain from sex, but I do think that we place way too much focus on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I will tell a young man that um, I do think for young men of stature, a situation is the best for you because you should yeah. not settle at all. So I think sometimes you will hold a woman in these places because in order for you to commit to her, she needs to she needs to show certain things that you want in someone that you're going to commit to. So I would so I would advocate, yeah, you can hold her to that space or tell her she can always leave mm -hmm. if she's not met those, if she's not met those, you know, those buckets. And I would tell her sister. If they're communicating that, then I agree with you. I think the difference is it's, with some young men is the communication factor is they just don't tell the girl. They just kind of insinuate things. And then when the girl's like, well, yeah. oh my gosh, you slept with so-and-so, he's like, you're not my girl. So I think that's where yeah, that, the difference that, Right. That's, that's the accountability. Like, we live together. We live together, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? We live PlayStation, nigga. A promise ring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't speak yeah, for those I, guys. Those are clowns. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. And I think that that's the thing. I think that just like we keep them in that gray area. And I remember um, one time. It's not a gray area. Like, Buying yeah. promise rings, living together. Those that's not a these are relationship things. These are yeah, that's relationship. a relationship. Not a, but people yeah. be having whole relationships and refuse to call it a relationship. Right. I think that's I'm what sorry. you're talking about. Hey, this is about honorable men. Wait, hold on. What you say, Derek? Promise rings? Come on, son. <laughs> Pro promise promise <laughs> rings. Tiffany Evans promise rings. Is that what we're doing? What, nah, Ram. Nah. No problem. Nah, son. I say it like this. I feel like like with the situation ship is definitely something like it it has to grow to something like that. Like uh, like my favorite song actually is by Fabulous is called Situation Ship. I'll bring it up. I'll wait for someone else to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's a complicated relationship. It's a complicated relationship. Uh, with a person that you really do care about, but you, you, I think it's more so on both sides of having your cake and eat it too. 
Because yeah. even with the female, we could say as guys, like, you know, you, you know you're not my girl. But when a girl reci- reciprocates that same energy, we get real pissed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <gasps> so. Clutching. <Right. laughs> <laughs> now, now, speaking for the mind of the basic nigga out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you got a couple of niggas. So, DJ, give us the ratchet Representation nigga. matters. Rep- represent yeah. the ratchet niggas. <laughs> you know, I try to be, you know, I try to be, you know all things to all niggas, so um, <laughs> I really feel like in the, in the basic nigga mind, the basic Negro brain, it's just like, yo, I work for these cheeks. What you mean? They have a sense of entitlement for that. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's right or wrong. <laughs> I work what do you mean work for They have a sense of entitlement. They feel like, oh, I work for this. I pursued you. I did whatever. And they have that false sense of entitlement. Mm. Women is, I mean, just to get a nigga, all I gotta do is just kind of like, Look okay, and not even look okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I will say this: it's a little covered in baby's ears, but like dick is free. So. Yeah. Everybody with the peg leg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, he had to get up. <laughs> <laughs> this is fading away. Fading away. All of a sudden, the palm tree right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I mean that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I mean again I like I have a full sense of entitlement with that. And then I think sometimes when like when women are in relationships or what they feel is a relationship, but mm-hmm. you know, he may not have communicated that as a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they like, well, I did all this, I spent all this time, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm giving all this energy, I'm gonna more these jams, like Nigga, what you want to do? Nigga, you mind. You know, that's, that's, I feel like that's. Okay. One, one area where where I had messed up in the past is by just assuming, but not getting that, like, consolidated answer, you know? Because you feel like you're playing the girlfriend role, you're doing the girlfriend You gotta speak up. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's never, like, spoken. You just assume it's, like, there and then when you find out it's not then you're the hurt one you know and then i think it goes the other way too where men i think we're used to girls like trying to like pick me their way into a relationship and when they realize she's like it's not that deep men cannot take that like when a man wants like a relationship and he realizes that a woman feels like it's not that deep that's where i feel like you see like the the real emotions come out where they're like yeah and it's, that can be it's that honestly can be very that can be dangerous, honestly. And that's yeah, it's honestly like dangerous. it's like a race. Like it's like a race to see who's gonna fall for who first. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I say for me, I'll tell you my situation, right? Mm-hmm. I had a situation in college where I was dealing with a with this chick. Oh, damn. And oh, damn. You know, she's talking about she talking about she wanted a relationship and then I stopped talking for her for like two weeks. <laughs> stop t- dished her. Stop talking to her for two weeks. Came back. She was like, "Hey, I'm sorry. You know, I, you know, I, I, my bad about how you know. Say, I know I pushed you away, but I really need to, somebody I need to be with right now. So, came back, came back into the picture. Yeah, but come back, around, come back around. Come back around. 
No, you fine. And then come back around, I had another instance where I got into it with a chick mm-hmm. and she had told me that though this is going too good. So I don't think that this is gonna work out because this is going too well. And I was like, what? That's trauma. <laughs> That's trauma. The problem is women have had too many, not all women, but women have had too many instances of getting their hopes really up and then like something pops that balloon and that's the worst feeling. And she was Damn. like, not today. Not, <laughs> not saying it was the right reaction, but that's, so a, tra- that's going, a trauma reaction. This is going that's too well. Yeah, she got she like we talk how much trauma like people all have like a lot of us carry a lot of this until like our adult lives like i think i talk about it sometimes you know in the podcast like you know how how many times when we were younger were we all really nice guys to girls and they shitted on us so we got older you know the thing started hanging and we was like nah fuck that we're not gonna be nice to you bitch you like when we talk to you this way you open them legs up too when i call you a bitch when i told you a lady offered you flowers you shitted on me so now you it's like a pit bull like you bred right. us as well and, and it's you, also you know, men projecting like their experiences though with like pubescent yeah. women onto grown women though you know what i'm saying like being a nice guy to a 12 year old girl who's so awkward and nervous and she rejects you like i told malcolm this story when i was in middle school this boy asked me to go to like a dance or something in class and like i told him no and like my friends laughed at him but i wasn't being mean i was just like no because i was just not interested and later that day that nigga pushed me down the stairs like he literally <laughs> pushed me down the stairs like because and I i'm still him. looking for that nigga right now cuz <laughs> yo cuz where you at cuz i'm a fight that nigga right <laughs> rejection reaction was like violence you know what I'm saying that that made me more submissive like Mm -hmm. as I got older because I thought like that reaction rejection got reacted to with violence you know what I'm saying so it like kind of that goes both ways like there's some dudes like that were the nice guy and they feel like they got shat on Mm -hmm. so then they they try and do the pimp player thing and they feel like that worked for them and then like the vice versa you know so it's just we, like you said, we all had like a lot of weird shit happen when we were young, and we grew up what in New York? Well, not just in New York, but in the early two thousands, like pre internet, post internet. Like yeah. I feel like our generation had a really weird. Everybody needs therapy. For real. <laughs> like straight up, that that's another thing that like everybody needs like somebody to talk to you know what i'm saying because there's a lot of shit that like people have gone through and you don't realize it until you've gotten older and you'd be like damn why do i react like that i was <laughs> like wait i was low-key abused you know right. like <laughs> i need something I, I should go see therapy bro you know, i mean that's a lot a, of people aren't you know on that level that's honestly the real thing though because especially for me i'll say for yeah. me personally Growing up, I have felt a certain type of way. I lost my uh, virginity at a very young age to an older woman yeah. or older, somebody older than me. And that gets a lot of guys caught up in yeah. situ- yeah. you know, a lot of yeah. these situations, you know? And yeah. the same thing can happen with vice versa with the females, you yeah, know? Yeah. A girl that's in high school is glamorized to get sought. 
sought after by older men. Now mm. that we're adults, we see how predatory that is. Right. But when you're a 14 or 15 year old girl, you're like, oh my gosh, like this right. college guy like likes yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so you see how both ways, it just creates this lifelong like fucking tra trauma spiral. And then we all take it out on each other instead of anybody like mm. solving their their internal issues. Cause I mean, outside of situationships, I'm, I'm a firm believer that when you're operating at hundred percent, you run into people that are operating at hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And instead of it being like, I need you to complete me, I'm 50 and I need you to be 50. It's like, we're a hundred, one hundred. Right, right, right. There you now go. we're, we're like, like, building each other instead of like, you know, trying to fill some sort of void or hole with the situationship. Like you had said before, <laughs> A lot of times it is two people who care deeply about each other, but they just can't get it together. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because they didn't, they didn't fix those issues and they're just trying to like fill some void with each other or they just can't get it together. And, and then it just doesn't trauma work. Bond. Trauma bond. Trauma bond. Yeah. Trauma bond. Yeah. Trauma bond. Trauma bond. Trauma bond. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah, man. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, um, let's move on. Okay. Kind of beat this situation ship to you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now let's talk about the whole concept of. Mm, I guess the open relationship thing, or like slash entanglement. Um. Because I kind of think situations lead are are kind are the are the lack of them sometimes is what is why you end up in these entanglements, relationships. <laughs> you know, right. um, so well, I, I, I always that behavior like people are gonna act out of a need regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rationalize it however you want. If there's a need that's not being met, behavior is going to suit is going to suit out. To, to get that fulfilled. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. um, I do think some of us have more sex drive than others. Um, you mm -hmm. guys should have, I think sexual chemistry is something that we just don't talk about enough because- Yeah, yeah. and compatibility. Around it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you guys don't have that, you know, if, if, if it's lacking there, on, on either side, at some point, somebody's gonna go get that fulfilled. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Gotta get filled. Yeah, I think what that is, is um, us basing what we think we want, as far as the sexual chemistry, on what we're told, like through, you know, rap or whatever, whatever. Everybody mm -hmm. want a nympho until they get one. Then it's like, I got to go to work. And she's like, I don't care. feel <laughs> good. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, like we're being, we're being told what we want and not really realizing what we want for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Because yeah. people's levels gotta match. You have to yeah. people are trying to force like a square into a triangle, like not being compatible with each other. Mm -hmm. Because they just wanna build this image of like a lifestyle that doesn't really exist because right. of what they see on the internet. Like it could be the two most beautifulest people. I mean don't mean they're gonna have good sex. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It truly don't. Like it's also about experience too. But like these older friends. dudes finding younger girls, they don't have sexual experience. You know what I'm saying? Like a young woman versus a, a more mature woman, the sexual experience gap is huge. So mm. these dudes then are like, okay, I got my trophy wife, but she don't know how to do the things that this, you know, 35 year old knows yeah. how to do. And so, so I feel like it goes kind of 
there's so many ways where those relationships go haywire. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, the other thing I, I got to throw in there. <laughs> when it comes to women, you see, women mature faster than men, but I tell people, I hate to say this, and no offense, ladies, it's like a woman, it's like your value, though, a man, a man continues to his life. It's like wine; it just ages over time. There's no uh, end to us. Women biologically, after forty, there's you know you guys. Some of y'all at least be racing for the to get your kids. Like the the mold is different. Whereas a man, I could bullshit around till I'm forty and finally have my shit together, want to have a kid, all that. But then that means you have to a woman that's going to want to do the same thing because that's turns y'all into predators. You just—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's
till he's like 35 or 40 but now a woman is like past her prime is that what you're trying to say and that's why y'all like go to the younger woman because i'm trying to understand what you're we ain't never past our prime that's how i feel i mean i don't because you I said men age like fine wine and that just sounds backwards for and what women I, definitely uh, age like fine wine <laughs> like, like, you, you have to understand you're dealing with some you can't you're dealing with some, that kind of vernacular you're dealing with some, in here. Dealing with some women in this <laughs> chat you know we got of course some you know black in general black in general ages ages you know amazingly absolutely yeah. what i'm saying is that when you look at like a social group in general women you guys are doing well at 20 you know what i'm saying you guys are you're now the the highest you know educated social group so yeah you guys are doing well from the start whereas not men psychologically uh, maybe maybe as like clubbing goes but not like financially or psychologically or anything you know women don't mm -hmm. generally get into their bag until their 30s i would say <sighs> Like the 20s are for learning and discovery. You know what I'm saying? Like making mistakes, failing, um, testing, all those things. I think it's not until women get into their 30s that we start to, you know, recognize our value, place boundaries, yeah. you know, resolve childhood traumas, get out from under those predators. When you're a 21-year-old female, you got a 35-year-old man with 14 years of life experience on you, you know, um, grooming you, controlling you, you are not in a place psychologically where you understand all of the predatory behavior that's happening. That same 35-year-old man can't run that same scheme on a 35-year-old woman. Okay. So to me, that's more of the reason why I see those older men going for those young girls. Because when I was young, I was dumb. Right. You know, you, you grow, you learn, and you, you, know, you establish more boundaries. You start to realize the dynamics of social interaction and all of that. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, you kind of get what I'm saying a little bit? And to, and to piggy off that, like, I said this a minute ago, but like uh, on Twitter, you know, my famous place where all my memoirs are kept. Um, like, what's the prerequisite for like, you know, someone that's like 35 is considered a luxury for someone that's like 21. So like, you don't know any better. Like, oh, he does this, he does that. I'm like, yeah, because like he knows better. <laughs> right. <laughs> he knows it's gonna be like the bee's knees. Like, you know what or I mean? They're, de they're dealing with 21 year old men who are like sharing like eight people to one apartment. Right. You know? Yeah. Wearing their sweatpants every day and all sharing a PlayStation, you know? So yeah. to them, they're like, oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I also, I'm kind of leery like at 35, I'm, I mean, I'm 34. What are you doing with a 21 year old? I don't really. I it don't make it don't sense, make sense to, me. to me. Like <laughs> well, older, older dudes that be going like, like, oh, I want somebody that's twenty. Like, I want somebody that's 21, 19. Like, that shit is like a red flag to me. Like, that is like, what are you? Oh, you're are controlling somebody. First of all, I'm gonna say because was gonna say young girls are annoying. So. Like younger people, young people, people in general are annoying. Are annoying. Are annoying yeah. to me. But like, like just overhearing conversations. So I, I decided to go back to school. You know, yeah. past my it's not a spring chicken. I'm just hearing like these 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 young girls talk, and I'm just like, ew. It's like, what are you? Y'all not even talking about well, to me. It's power dynamics because yeah. like knowledge yeah. is power. And with age comes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And when you're older, you know better. Mm -hmm. You could do better, but also you could do way worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we assume that people who have bad intentions are like dumb. No, people who have bad intentions could be brilliant. You know what I'm saying? And older mm -hmm. men 
understand the difference in a power dynamic with them and a 20, a young 20 something. They understand that they have way more power in situation. They have way more room for manipulation. They have way more financial, you know, maybe stature or like tenure at their job. So like, I mean, just like he was talking about with, with older women and, and young black boys, that is a huge problem. And it's a power dynamic thing because when you're older than someone, you are intrinsically more powerful than them as far as the way your mind works. Like, and that's just right. fucking science, you know, <laughs> outside of like, you know, the social and, you know, all that stuff, that's science. Oh, you know? and not, not only just the social, you also got to think about like the imagery and the, the stuff that we was dealing with around that time too. Like, we came up like our heroes being like these entertainers that like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They was teaching Big pimping and want to be all this type of stuff, you know. So much bad stuff. Um, well, the real world. <laughs> right. Uh, what else is there? Love the hip hop. <laughs> all <laughs> types of toxic stuff that that gives you an idea of what a relationship yeah. is, but it's That's not true. really what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because like back in my parents' day, you know, being a pimp was something that you were supposed to be ashamed of. Mm. Being a pimp was like a pejorative term. Mm. Right. And then Snoop Dogg was like, I be pimping these hoes, baby. And then, you know, that, you know, Mr. Mr. Cannon saying he was a gigolo. I'm a gigolo. Man, that's so hot. But anyway, especially them damn flutes. That flute was hit, though. It's true. It was. It's true. Well, we were socialized to, to do these things. Yeah. We were socialized in one of the most ratchet ways I feel like that has ever oh, happened. Like, so ever. Bad. like, our generation. <laughs> and I feel like it's, it's like, it's like, a, like uh, why did I know the words to Trina songs when I was like, yes, I was just like, like that's a problem. We had Trina, Little Kim, Foxy mm-hmm. Brown. Come on, yeah. like, and women we were all hypersexualized when yes. we were young and that contributes to these not the same thing though I, I really i really strongly disagree with a lot of that because people try to make that but i feel like our generation we had discernment and i feel like people really don't recognize that the, the I, not everybody i think your circle might have discernment but if you don't everybody where these young people are i don't know how much discernment they have i agree with you as far as like maybe for example people talk about the wop song well they were playing trina things back then yo trina's song was not on the radio number one the video was not going to be on trl it was on bet uncut yes i know it's on tv but guess what i knew in my mind that i'm not supposed to watch this that's why it came on after dark I knew that I wouldn't play this with my mom because it but came up. That's more right, than the distribution of it than the actual. Your parents wasn't gonna play that for you either. Like I told you, I know a kid in elementary school. Her favorite song is WAP. You wanna know why? Because her mom put her on to it. And in fact, her mom is even comfortable with her saying it in front of her. Yeah, but when I was like in my middle parents, school, we were parents, on the bus talking about giving that ass that nasty. No, 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 but she was like, it don't stop. Again, but you're missing it. You were on the same bus. I'm going to look you for me ahead to those toes. No, what he's saying is true from a media perspective. I agree with you, actually, from a media perspective. They are much more widely distributing that to like the masses more accessible to kids especially yeah. the internet because yeah. we did not have that so we didn't have that you're 100 yeah. right about that 
But I don't know if the, the undergroundness of it stopped it from getting to anybody in the hood ever at any point. And it's I not, it's not about stopping children. it from getting it to I the think people. to us it was more naughty, like all oh, the adults don't know we know. Right. Exactly. So we're by ourselves. Yeah. We don't feel like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we were more we were more yeah. ratchet. Yeah, there was some cool more overtly right. ratchet. Yeah. Right. But in but that's what I'm saying. And being overt, there's a consciousness that you that you know right from wrong. Right. If it's yeah. publicizing, every it's out there, then is it is it right or wrong? It's probably okay. Oh, I see what it's like. The lines are blurry. You have the lines are blurred. Yeah, right. cool. the internet is fucking everything up, and I think they're trying to normalize pedophilia. You know You know why the lines are blurred? Because back when we was coming up, we used to talk about a lady in the streets with a freak in the bed. They don't talk about it no more. It's just everybody just outright freak now. It's like, yo, like, and come this, on, I'm, man. I'm saying as a feminist, like, I love, like, like nasty women shit. Like, I love women owning their sexuality. I love that culture because I think, like, men are going to objectify you regardless. So women who are comfortable with sure. being that way, I have no problem with that. But I 100% agree that it's so strange that, like, people are just completely okay with, like, little girls and little children, like, singing these songs and dancing to them. It's just like, mm. like where is y'all stop button at? Because there has to be a, we're adults, okay? As an adult, will I twerk to some walk or something? Hell yeah. When I'm with my friends and we're drunk, yes, because we're yeah. grown. Do I think a 12-year-old needs to be doing the, it? Yes. No, the thing is, not. Like, do not let the internet raise your children. Right. Period. What are you going to stop crying? Like, I, I, I see a lot of people be having a problem with, like, why and, like, you know, saying this and that. But the bottom line is, like, it's not meant for kids. <laughs> Don't let your kids. Like they release you it in the be, middle of the night. You should be parenting your kid. You should have right. supervision on what your kid is seeing on the internet. So like, what? You got yeah, to turn the radio yeah. off too, killer, because it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It ain't really I mean, nowhere. You can that's go. True too. Uh, that's but you know, if you listen to some back in the day songs, they were saying some nasty ass shit. I mean, back in the day. that's true. I don't think the nasty Very true. ever stopped. I think this is just more of a of a. There, well, but there used to be. They get more of a visual. Now. There used to be a tactfulness about and it. You know what I'm saying? No, or like a. Like major rap artists. Well, he made this song. I'm like, yo. Like somebody came for Tupac. I'm like, yo. Are you kidding me? Bro, Tupac made Brenda's got a baby. Tupac's got keep your head up. It was Tupac about. We can talk about the, the, get around. You know what I'm saying? Like they got yeah. two sides. They, we could talk. We could criticize and uplift without yeah. canceling people. I right. could say like this was bad and this was good without saying like we need to get rid of this whole person. But right. also, I will say men have been allowed to say these things for decades, but as soon as a woman say yeah, it, it comes doing into it again. the problem, it's, a, it's, a it's true. Standard. There is a double standard a when double literally standard. the day before WAP dropped, we're all on verses. There's swippers, twer uh, strippers twerking. We're singing, you know, yeah, I got like the fuck, I got a fucking problem and money cash holes. Nobody was saying Nobody shit. said a single you know thing. What the problem with the statement is, no the with statement is but that women came out with like, I have this. Go through to get to that point. When rap okay. music first came out, they had the FBI silencing them. They had the black community coming. What does that have to do with sexuality and women? That's not what we're talking about. But no, because because the problem is, I feel like everybody gets in a in a bag when people start to criticize a little bit, and it's like, yo, everybody got criticized. The men got That's criticized true. a lot too. They don't get criticized as much now because 
the media and everybody has bought into it. But when but the in general, DJ got the like what's DJ? Yeah. No, <laughs> in general, overall, men do not get criticized for their misogynistic lyrics the way women get criticized for their sexuality. Men can objectify women with. Two Live Crew got a, got a, got something from the FBI. It doesn't get any oh, more. That, 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 that is true. I will say this: they got a gag order. Um, nah, but, <laughs> but a true New York. I, I do remember. I want to say it was like maybe the early to, to late nineties. It's a blur, you know. Ritalin did some things to me. Not I'm playing, but um, <laughs> I do remember like a lot of times, like, like you know, a lot of black women, like elders and stuff like that, coming against like rap music, like the misogyny and stuff like that. Yeah, the elders that. were for sure. They, they was not, not they wanted to go stand. The for elders that. don't fuck with any of this culture at all. Like, <laughs> they still don't. Like they, don't they still like, don't. Ask like, my mom right now. She not supposed yo, to. My mom too. My grandmother <laughs> hated that song, Contagious, but that song was my shit. They're but not co-signing none of this. I think what Another we were saying is, as women is that there will be song after song after song. That's like a strip club banger, right? But it's all it's by men. It's all about strippers. It's all about booty and twerking. But then when a woman comes out with a song about herself doing those same things, there, there seems to be more of a male. And I'm not talking about like as far as children and all that, like excluding like that. One of the things that I feel like it's missed that doesn't get talked about enough is look at who likes these songs. It's usually the women that like the songs by the artists. Like the yeah, two. We love twerking. He made, he made that <laughs> we love shaking our butts. That's what y'all don't understand. We want to own our sexuality. So we love female sexual empowerment. So that's why women love Trina. That's why women have loved Kim. That's why women love Cardi and Megan and all that. We enjoy it. It's fun. It you know expresses ourselves. We're not saying that's for children or anything like that. So, like that conversation aside, you know, I'm not, I'm men not are that. like, "Look, you can have you a Cardi, or you can have you a Lauren Hill." You know what I'm saying? Like men love. I'm just to trying to. That. I'm just trying to bring some sense to like why it seems like men always attack women when they have these songs, but male artists make them songs. The men don't make those songs. Candy Shop was not made for me. Candy Shop was made for you, and you are the one that streams it. I don't buy music. Black men, we're the lowest demographic that, that supports artists. It's white people and it's black women. Y'all buy, a woman in general, y'all buy those records. So every rap artist, Nas made Uchiwali, he made um, You Owe Me, that was to help get the sales up. We didn't want to hear that shit. Yeah, hey, she made hey. you been in the club, you a lot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to 50 Cent's book, he says, I knew what they want. Love you know what they do make the records better. I'm about, to, I'm about to reach. I'm about to reach. Okay. Oh, um, when DJ reaches, uh, everybody pre prepare yourselves. So I think on a metaphysical standpoint, that, you know, a lot of these misogynistic records, or not really misogynistic, but, you know, sexually explicit songs out there, they always had like a man behind it. Yeah, there were women in the video, there's always a man there. But now that they don't have that, that's like having a prostitute without a pimp. Ooh. So yeah, that's, that's women are that's what I was trying to get to. Yes. Absolutely. 
They're becoming their own. Ethan, get your coins. Oh, okay. that, man. Get your coins 100% instead of keeping 30% yeah. and giving 70% to a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I'm all for it. Nicole, give me a toast. Right, right, right. Guys, fuck the middlemen. Listen, right. men are going to sexualize women. Okay? You, if you're ever a girl, everywhere you go, no matter what you do, at any time, at any point in your life, men are constantly and consistently sexualizing you, regardless so if you want to or not. You can wear a muumu, you can wear a yes. jeans and a t-shirt, you can wear booty shorts, you can wear anything, everything, anything. Men and will always find a way to sexualize you. You don't know what a muumu is? Always find a way. You can go don't to the gas you go to the grocery. You go to the bakery. Daria got something to say. You could go to High Street, Low Street, Wall Street, Chanel, Prada, Louis, France, the same situation. What? They do the men and the women down there too. Huh? They do the men too. Don't do that. That happens when you're like. We're not talking about the sexualization of women with men. We're talking about like misogyny because men don't have like reverse misogyny. That's like a major thing. Like that's ruining their lives. Like how women have. It's huge. There's no, there's, there's, <laughs> aside from- is huge right now. <laughs> like, we can, now? Men can walk down the street. Y'all can walk down the street wearing whatever and feel safe, okay? And be okay. Like, nobody's gonna approach us. I can walk, I can go outside right now. It's New York City street. Somebody's gonna call something on me. That is not, that is not gonna be accepted. I'm gonna say that right now. Wait, what you say? I mean. And a dick print. Just boom out there. That shit is not gonna be cool. Wait, I said we could listen. But I could wear a I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about always You're being hypersexual. I'm saying it doesn't matter what you wear as a woman. At right, Nicole, you could be at the gas station in sweatpants with no makeup in the middle of the night and still be terrified because men will still sexualize you. Is what is what we're saying. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's and the threat. The threat to us is threat level 10 because y'all got brute strength. Brute strength is the number one difference between men and women is that y'all can fuck mm. us up. Th that's the difference. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if so, women can fuck y'all up to an equal rate, then maybe the conversation would be as I don't equal. think a lot of, a you know? lot of men. How, and women rate women, men. Women rate men. Many, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. What I'm saying is brute yeah. strength makes a huge... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be talking about situationships <laughs> and it's gonna be no situationships, Malcolm. We're talking about <laughs> 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 but, but I will say this, you know, just to be a situation. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest difference with, because I mean, and matter of fact, that's the year I met Darian when I was walking around campus, you know, thinking I was fly or whatever, and I was getting approached oh, everywhere. Wait, you was doing what? But, that was that was about he used to dress like Neo back in the oh, day. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> I've been knowing I've been knowing DJ for my whole life, so I already know what you're talking about. What? What? With when you know when it happens to men, there's not really you know a clear sense of danger. Now there may be a show that's trying to line you up, but you know, right? That's right. you need you need to figure that out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every, I mean, everybody's responsible for their own safety at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But. Um, with women, it's a clear and eminent danger. You know, that's always that's always there. Well, not there, but it's always potentially there. It's always there. It's always even uh, when I was yelling in the morning, it's there. It's there. Like y'all can never understand how much danger women are always in at all times. Like, but we understand because you can literally be buying breakfast sandwiches and understand that men are looking at your butt. And like, it's just 
it's just this thing that women we know we sense it we we feel I'm it sorry, we're not time. we're not in danger have you been to atlanta no i'm we're not to always in danger. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I'm gonna have no power because I have to police myself. I can't just respond because if I if I'm too angry, I just I understand the the danger that black men face for existing in America. That that's not unheard. Like we we feel y'all on that. We know. Like when I send Malcolm out to the store for the smallest thing, I'm scared, you know, like he went to the liquor store. I'm like, wait, you're going to wear that black hat and that black mask that, you know, the Asian might get scared. You know, I get, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Right. That is scary. You know, as women, it's just like, it's not just a race thing. It's like a everything. Like we're just, all of y'all, all of y'all are like a threat. <laughs> all of y'all are a threat. But outside of that, we were talking about situationships. We're a threat to each other. I don't know how we got where we are. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, you know what? It's because we all learn from each other, and that's great. I love the biggest threat and the biggest asset to each other. Right. And it's about yes. being more of an asset than a threat. Yes. There you Way to bring it full circle. But I just think if you look at it as a threat, then you can never see it as an asset. It's really how you approach the world. It's no, like, but as a woman, you have to look at it as a threat. I will, I, will, I will say, listen, <laughs> men are just like, just niggas we just have like i i don't know like i just i just try to view it from a woman's perspective like it's it's scary you know what i'm saying like just going like just doing simple shit as just going to the store you know what i'm saying just walking to the store from your house to the store it's mad niggas that just are looking at you just like like men are just like because we have that dog in us you know what i'm saying like <laughs> women are feline. And men, we just had a dog in us, you know, just like. And that's not every dog you know will act saying? on it. Like, yeah, that's no, no. Bad. And it's not I'm not saying that every man acts on that, but even just like the little, like the the even just the viewing can just makes like a woman feels. That, you know, and you also know men don't necessarily men don't be having bad intentions all the time no. when they try and talk to you either. Like that's not even that. Like you know, you are you could see a pretty girl and have no ill intentions, right? And y'all could, like, you know, say hello and try and chat her up. But if she already walked down a block and five other dudes or had already said something, you don't realize by the time she gets to you, she's just like, I, I can't do this anymore. So then you're like, oh, she's stuck up. She got bitch. And it's like, she's already, like, so on guard. She's or, like, or you could be walking down the street and be polite, and they'll say hi, and you say hi, but you want to keep moving. They're like, what well, F you did, bitch? <laughs> It turns it turns angry so fast. And when you look at the, the way that black women are murdered by by our own, you know, it's very scary for women, men. Not saying that black men don't have nothing to fear, because black men got a lot to fear. You know, there's a lot of scariness out here for our whole and we all need to take better care of each other in general. And that's why these conversations are important about like the sexualization of women and and the the um the sexualization of men, like when they're young, and what creates that mentality where they like everything to conquest. The majority of us, I think. What did you say? Do we think the worst of us speaks for the majority of us? I hope. Like I hear the stats. I know the stats are real. Yes, I know that that the number one killer for black women is black men. But do we really think that like that reflects the majority of black men? Like, 
I don't think that reflects the majority of black men, but when it's the number one killer of black women, it's something that black women have to take very seriously because it's a threat to their life. And that's not a, a benign threat, that's a very serious threat. You know, in general, domestic violence is very dangerous for women. You know, like uh, many women are killed by domestic violence. But when you look at the statistics within your own group, it's not saying that black men are more apt to kill women than white men, because in general, people are more more likely to be killed by their own race. You know what I'm saying? So that's not even an attack on black men because the same way black women are more in danger of being killed by black men, white women are still in, in more danger of being killed by white men because it's the person that they're around, it's the person they're intimate with, da da da. So that's not an attack on black men saying that, you know, the majority of black women, you know, the, the threat to, to them being murdered is by black men because it goes the same yeah into race in general that's where black on black crime is such a farce we all know that because it's like in general 99 percent of people are more likely to be murdered by their own race like so, <laughs> whether you know black white or red or whatever you know whatever color you claim like you're yeah. more likely to be killed 99%. if you're murdered by someone who's your own race because proximity proximity yeah. equals the crime also poverty equals crime you know so we yeah. We know these things. We know statistically and, and all of that. Like the yeah, reason you don't got to break it down for the slow class. Right. But um, I will say that um, men in general are predatory in nature. Not just as far as like on women. Just like you know, I've seen. I've been in situations where niggas was trying to line me up for whatever a couple times, and it's just again like just as a human being. That's like, just how men are. You just, have, like, you just have to have your head on the swivel. Like, that's just how it is. It's just like how when animals wake up, <laughs> they just know, like, yo, I've only been here for, like, 15 minutes, but right. the next 15 minutes ain't promised, so I got to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you just, you just have to be able to, you know. If anyone that follows me on my last podcast, we kind of broke down, like, how, like, you know, the origins of men and I definitely don't think black people historically are beasts are beast in their behavior. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I do think there's some sick people. Yeah. A lot of it is just America is a poisonous country. America. Listen. It's built on bad blood and bad soil and poison and toxicity. And we see that in every in every race, in every iteration. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But we talking about entanglements. We didn't really get to talk about entanglements. Yeah. No. Okay, so open relationships. Yeah, so open relationships. Oh. Um, <laughs> I want to hear what Nikki got to say. <laughs> open relationships. Oh, shit. Is that so, even like a real thing? Like, only here. Gotta be rich to have open relationships. I've never heard. That's got like na- a neighbor that's always over there, and you wonder why they always over there. Right. That was an open relationship. Right. Well, because a lot of people wait. It's not really your own. Are like unknown open relationships. They have open relationships. The door, the door is ajar. Right. It's not fully open. It's an ajar relationship. It's a crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like open relationships are for that's that's reserved. You are literally that is reserved <laughs> for rich people. Okay, that's rich people shit. Okay, because 
uh, every everyday average Joe. So wait. Okay. Okay. Let you how do you feel about? How do you feel about? Wait. Not not accidentally. How mm. do you feel about? I want to hear from from you men. How do you feel about purposeful like polygamy? Like you go into it knowing that the door is open. You love your partner, but y'all have an open door. How do y'all feel about that? I used to joke with my ex all the time. I was like, yo, baby, check this out. Like, you want to have a lot of kids and you got an ambitious career, so do I. You know, if we, um, me and you could have a child, and if we had another girl over here and we start having kids, we could grow like a bunch of kids together and we're all working together. We can buy a larger house. You know what I'm saying? It gives us space. Community. I mean... It, this this theoretically could work. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than just that, and I'm trying to summarize it fast. But you know, and I joke about this over drinks, and you know, I mean, and you know, we we had our relationship, so she knew what I was about. Clearly, I was someone that can handle that. You know, to to probably couldn't handle more than one woman. That's me. Um, I but think, do you think you could do it both ways, where like you could have more than one woman, but she could also have like a, like you could you have a brother husband if she has a sister wife? Could you do it both ways? So I think, so I think, so my response to her is this, it was like, well, you know, are you doing this just because you see me with other women or are you doing this because you have a need? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we have, um, this, if there's another woman here, there's other kids involved. Like there's probably, we're talking about co-parenting together. Like there's, there's, there's something going on. We're not. I'm not just knocking her off. You know what I'm saying. We're not just freaking off. Like we we're doing something. Do you want another man because I'm not doing enough for you and you got that urge? Is there something I don't do? Or maybe she can have another financial need. Maybe like his career. Maybe that she could be enticed in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that can add to the relationship. But do you feel like if you had okay? I'm not into that. I'm, so I'm actually a big believer of like community raising children. Like I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a yogi, so I would love to start a community where we have a farm and like multiple houses on a property and different, right. you know, black families there, and we all raise our children as a community. Not saying that it has to be like polyamorous or anything. It could be separate couples. But right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just with that in mind, if you were polyamorous. Do you feel like if you were allowed to have maybe like two extra partners, would you still feel the same way if she was also allowed to have two extra partners? Because I see it sometimes where like the woman would allow it if she could be the one, but like she wouldn't want her man to do it or the man would allow it if he could be the one, but he wouldn't want his woman to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So basically on some uh, she got to have it type type of thing or... (laughs) What are we talking about? You clearly okay. had a drive. She could handle him. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. if you over here, you know what I'm saying, you can't go a couple rounds with me, but you're talking about bringing another nigga in, what are you talking about? Like, you just, you just want it because I have it. But if you have it, say where, yeah, you got a little, you got a drive about you. No, but it might be emotional. It might not have anything to do with sex. You might be split between three women emotionally, and then you're only giving her one third. But y'all relationship is that that fluid. If she were to also want to have that that intimate relationship with another man emotionally, not necessarily just about sex, would you still feel the same way? Because I think. Um, what we see a lot broadcast with polyamory is like one man, five wives, you know, <laughs> like we don't all, often see like the both sides where like, okay, you actually, um, have two bitches and she got two niggas, like y'all both, you know, like y'all are all like a big 
blended family. Look, I'm not trying to do any of it. I'm not emotionally mature for any of that, so I'm not claiming it to be at all. <laughs> I actually, but no, but but I actually think you made a good point, right? Like that that that's a clear need. So mm-hmm. yes, if I'm not able to deliver on that level, then I understand um why you going somewhere else. You know what I'm saying to get that. That's yeah. something that again, that's that need being fulfilled, and I can definitely understand that. Right. Because I feel like infidelity is almost worse when it's emotional, no? Yeah. Like, it's, it's one worse. thing for someone to just be a porn dog, but if someone, like, is, like, in love with someone oh. else, you're like, oh, oh. I'm oh. Oh. I'm oh. 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 love that nigga. Really like, example. Oh, it was this interview with, um, Karen, with Karen Steffens. I'm not going to say her moniker, because, you know, there's no misogyny going on in this AKA podcast already. Superhead? Are you talking about Superhead? Come on now. Cabeza de Supra. <laughs> but she was like, no matter who she's with, like, she's always on call for Wayne. Oh, yeah. I heard that. I was like, huh? So, now, me is just, you know, Juggling, I remember there was a, there was a time I was talking to two girls that had birthdays around the same time, and that was too much for me, just just alone. <laughs> I was stressed you know out. Saying? Like, <laughs> and you know the way my personality is, like I don't be caring. So like, you know, I just it's just not it's not my ministry. That's all I can say. But I, I can see as far as like you know communal like building, I see that. I don't think that, you know, the romantic aspect needs to be there per se. And I think that we're so hung up on the whole sexual aspect of it that we're missing opportunities to actually build communities. You can have an intimate relationship with somebody else's platonic. That's a very, that's what a good friend is. I would right. like to think. Well, a platonic emotional relationship is very different than a, a romantic rom- emotional relationship. You know, that's like, I can have male friends that I care deeply about that are like a very good friend. Like even like you, like you're a very good friend. Like I appreciate your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's not a romantic entanglement. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different when the, when the emotional is interacting with the love. Right. Like when it's like an in love. Yeah. And I think like, it's just, it can be, it could definitely be a slippery slope because you know, sometimes, you know, what, this just be that one day, like you know, your uh, your main is tripping, and then that that person saying all the right things. Uh, I feel like that's a long That's not a that's not a um. No, that's not like a one moment situation. That's you like a be build. fucking up a lot though. Yeah, yeah it's a build up. Escalation. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's escalation because as a woman, you can have a really great male friend that is your friend, and that's it for mm-hmm. a decade you're not just going to fuck them like because you're having a bad day. That would take months and months and months of like grooming or like conversations or like your man fucking up or like emotional tribulations like to get there. It's not just going to be zero to a thousand. You know what I'm saying? It would be like that for a man though. What? He said it would be like that for a man though. I hope so. I mean, I try not to (laughs) men as as men can definitely slip and fall into some of the memes. I hope that y'all don't just fall into pussy. <laughs> oh, I don't know how this happened. Oh my God, the pussy just landed in her. There was no wet floor sign. <laughs> <laughs> what was crazy? I know, man. <laughs> no, 
I mean, I, I would hope that that's not something that could just happen that accidentally, like, in one week moment. Like, if you actually, like, trust your partner and love your partner, that you wouldn't give in that easily to, like, Of course you. not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, okay, so we trust men less because we think they have less control generally over their little sexuality or whatever but really it's not true either like because if a man like if a man is not weak in that way he's not just gonna suddenly have one day where he's like right i just slept i don't know what happened to me (laughs) like generally there there was some sort of lack or maybe a miscommunication or maybe he wasn't being satisfied for a long period of time he didn't communicate about it like so the woman may feel very like you know sideswiped about it but generally there was some sort of build-up that led to that like i don't think a, a seriously committed very sexually satisfied man just would randomly cheat for no reason at all right? i definitely agree i have a question stay, stay right there i have a question athletes do you think their wives trust them no <laughs> Yo, did you see andre kirilenko's no. wife she like, i gave him a i gave him a hall pass you know, like a couple times a year, she's just like, yo, it just it is what it is. It's just, it's better for the relationship. It's healthy. That way we know what's going on. So we ain't got to worry about you doing anything crazy. If you're and- giving passes, then that's, that's a very different situation. Right. You know, that's, that's a very different situation. For, for you like guys, like LeBron athlete. James, right? Imagine how much mm-hmm. gets thrown at him on a daily basis. By Rihanna. And LeBron relationship, but... For one, I don't like to speculate because honestly, I don't know that nigga. I do not know right. that. If I knew his character and I could speak to his character, I could have a better answer. But as far as athletes in general, do I have friends who have been involved with athletes? Yes. Have I ever dabbled in that dating pool in my young, you know, more more fun days? Probably. Okay, but <laughs> you have to know the type of person that you're dealing with, yeah, what man. their access is, and move accordingly. Okay. If you're a young girl and you're dating a famous basketball player and you only see him when he's in your city, there's a certain expectation that you should have about what he's doing when he's not with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. There, there's a certain expectation you should have. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm a pretty girl. I live in New York. He's a mm-hmm. handsome, millionaire, famous dude, and he's traveling six months at least out of the year. We're not exclusive. I'm going to assume naturally yeah, I'm not the only people. one, and he's exactly. doing him, and he he probably has a girl per zip code, maybe, at the worst. You know what I'm saying? But is that saying that all athletes are incapable of monogamy? No. I mean, I have friends who are very well-accomplished athletes who have settled down, you know, but also they're a little bit older. They've learned. You know, they're not... They're not a spring chicken. Right, <laughs> you right. know? So I think maturity, maturity plays a part. Like a, a rookie in the league right. who's got all these bitches throwing, you know, surgery assets and like you you can only expect so much. But that's why you gotta temper your expectations as a woman. You can't just think, oh, I'm so pretty, he loves me so much. Man, you be like Ray Charles, you know what I'm saying? What what she said to Ray Charles? She said, uh, don't don't bring the don't bring your home, don't bring your road home, I'm guessing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't bring that home, basically. Right. You know, you can't be out here having kids on the road. Now, I think and, you know, there's a way to play the game. Like, you know, if you're trying to, if you're maybe trying to land that person, you want them to take you seriously, I think there's a way to go about doing that. But I think should your expectations be, 
pretty open and aware of what their lifestyle is yeah, yeah absolutely like are you kidding like let's be serious yeah i think that's right. the same with our uh, entertainers as well well entertain yeah it's the same thing with entertainers mm -hmm. probably yeah like it's a handsome dude they're fit, they're young they're rich they're traveling all the time instagram exists like there are millions of bitches <laughs> you know what I'm right you like even if you are the prettiest the baddest bitch it's not about like being the prettiest or the baddest like that's not the, the but whole beyonce got thing. cheated on beyonce got cheated on anybody could get cheated on okay like anybody. it has nothing to do with your social status your wages your net worth your surgeries none of that has no, to do with it like for the sake of this podcast i'm gonna keep my comments to beyonce to myself <laughs> but we don't want to invoke the wrath of the high. <laughs> but Jay, Jay has publicly cheated on Beyonce, right? So we could just use them as a public figure example. You could be the most praised woman in the world. Like Beyonce is one of the most praised people, whether we like her or not. She's one of the mm. most praised. She still got cheated on. So clearly it's not about, you know, how much people like you, how many likes you get on Instagram, none of that. That has not nothing to that. do with infidelity. Infidelity is deeper than that. <laughs> clearly yeah, like rap. And nobody can Anybody can get got. Anybody can get got. <laughs> <laughs> so um so I guess when it comes to I guess kind of an open relationship, I think it's just a matter of communication like okay this is what it is and just being up front with it. i think the biggest thing and the, the issue with all this stuff is just that no one wants to be up front with what they want because they want to have their cake and eat it too it's like look i'm a degenerate you know what i'm saying like i belong to the streets and the streets belong to me <laughs> so as much as i love you i'm not gonna stop fucking these hoes <laughs> And, and that's what it is. That. I love you. Sometimes I really co-sign that. And we're like, okay, cool. But I still got a home. I got a car. I got an allowance. I'm good. You know how many, look, I work in, I'm not going to say where I work. Smart. Smart. Let's say I work in selling very expensive things to very rich people, okay? And I'm not even talking about the hood anymore. I'm talking about white people. Those mans do what they will and the women's they know it's not a secret because right. when it comes down to it when it's a certain price point there are plenty of women and i'm not one of them but there's plenty of women who will put up with whatever they got to put up with to maintain a certain lifestyle right yeah. you can't you can't be broke you can't be broke talking about you you, you for the streets no, you gotta accept it. No, that's not. It's not. It's never to move. Right. Yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, dudes still do it. They, they, they still, still do try it. it. They try it. You gotta, you gotta be laying elite pipe work. Right. That's to be elite. <laughs> is it elite pipe work? But this isn't even a race thing. This is a money elite. thing. When yeah. Men have a certain amount of money. Women will tolerate a certain amount of shit. Not all women, but certain women. And yeah, a lot of them have a price. I'm a non-judgmental. It has nothing to do with me. I just know what's not for me. It's right. not for me. But I have witnessed a gazillion of times. Women will tolerate certain shit when a certain dollar amount and zeros are added after the decimal point. Exactly. That's what it is. You know, it's some men are like, okay, you will have this house. You will have this car. You will have this Birkins but I'm going to do me. And the women are like, cool, don't embarrass me in public. 
Right. And that's it. And that's y'all agreement. And if you agree with that, then that's that. It's, the difference is communication. Because if she doesn't know, mm. and you're still doing you, or you're sneaking and creeping around, and then it becomes a scandal, that's a whole different situation. So communication. So are these married, are these married people that you're talking about? Oh, absolutely, honey. Yeah, starting to realize that too. Like yeah, when you got half on the line, you, you know, it's worse with the wife. Wow, you think we're ratchet? You never met these rich white people. I did white. They are. Oh, there's been times where I'm like, should I call the FBI? Should I call the police? <laughs> the men are. A rich white man will literally hit on you while they buy something for their wife, who's sitting right there, and she will sit there and be the fuck quiet. And it's the most uncomfortable predicament in the world, but it's just, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I'm not for it. I'm just saying, that? like, what I... I'm going to fight that nigga right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, they will come up to you at your job and try to purchase you. Yes. I, hey, cashier at Dunkin' Donuts. I have a nigga try it not a nigga actually let me use the word nigga less loosely i just Figure excuse me that's my nigga Figure dialect can i say I, it? she says nigga about four or five times after i've had a man who is not black literally offer me money in front of his wife in a public place <laughs> And she had no reaction because she's so used to the shit and he is very rich. That's the level that wealth like changes relationships. So I don't even know if we can speak to that because I'm just, no, I'm not in that sphere of like communicating to that. Not that I've tolerated it, but I've witnessed it a, a few different times on, in different ways. But money changes relationship dynamics severely because some women are just like, this is my lifestyle and I want it and I don't care what this man does. But they also... Don't necessarily love their husbands. They don't care. You know what I mean? Like, they don't. I had a uh, I had a friend that um, he's married, and we had went out to this karaoke night or whatever. There's a rich white woman there, and she offered him twenty five thousand dollars to sleep with him that night. I believe that, Jack. But (laughs) of course, he turned her down. But his wife was mad that he didn't take the deal. That's the real one right there. <laughs> That's the real one right there. What she would do, Nicole? What she would do? Now ain't what? nobody touching my man. I'm too stingy. 25 is not enough. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you said 25. Okay. If you want to ruin my life, you at least got to offer me like a million, two million dollars to ruin my life. Come on 2, now. <laughs> wait, you said 2,500? No, he said 25,000. 25,000 for what? Hours worth of money? I'll beat that bitch up in front of you. And right, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I agree to make the bread and then, you know, right when they get started, and I'm talking about, you know, whatever, afterwards, and it becomes a robbery situation. We can do that. That's it. Bonnie probably won't come back she give me 25, we can get 100,000 out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are a mess. That's crazy. Yeah. No, nah, but like, I, I, I will notice that, um, especially in, uh, 
Long Island, I have noticed that middle-aged white women are very aggressive. Very. <laughs> you know, um, very aggressive, very forthcoming, very like, I, I've been called a sexy motherfucker and I don't know how That's I feel the culture it. out there. That's the culture in Long Island. Like, rich white people just like, they just feel like they could do whatever they could yeah. with no consequence. You know what I'm That's saying? That's not new. They still think they could buy us. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're a finely dressed Negro, right? Right. Oh, I can speak in complete sentences. It's a wrap. <laughs> in complete sentences. Yeah, that's the prerequisite. Complete oh, and don't let you be tall and dark skinned. Oh, it's a wrap after that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't be. You can't be six four. And about as chocolate as old boy from Allenstein. You can't, you can't, you can't have that. See, I, 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 I fulfilled the chocolate re- requirements, but not the height. I'm five six. I've never had. I, I don't know what that life is like. Right? Get you a good pair of Tims. Get you a good pair of Tims. Platform Tims. Yeah. Crazy. No, white people are scared. White people. Okay, that's listen. If if nobody takes anything else away from this, take away that everybody needs therapy yeah. and that white people are crazy. Whoever's listening to this, whoever's watching this. So as far as like, okay, let's talk specifically about the entanglement specifics that let me ask y'all something real are y'all forgiving like i'm gonna keep it a thousand if i was will smith i'm i'm jada's coming back i'm not i'm not i'm not throwing my whole life away my pride is not gonna let me just throw away everything i'm gonna be fucking mad but it's been mutual he's been stepped out with some badass a-list bitches. She done stepped out. Like, you know, at this point, even if he didn't, I still think after all that, I'm probably he's probably gonna start. If he didn't, he'll start. But you're not you're not you're not getting rid of him. You're not throwing her out. Right, they've been together so long. Yeah, that 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 tenure that they have changes everything. And it's so circumstantial because you don't know what was going on in their household. Like he said, they were on the outs. He was like, no, he was separated. <laughs> they were separated. So to him, it may make more sense, even outside of his entanglements. Like, yeah. they were separated. She made it She made it more difficult by using yeah. the word entanglement instead of just saying, listen, <laughs> I needed to be held. He wasn't holding me. I got held. I got held. I got held. <laughs> I got held. <laughs> and I got held. So would you think? I, I, mean, I think that's what said it all back? off. It's like, no accountability. Would you hmm? think it was like no accountability. But I take my woman back? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I got married, and I always joke about this, but I'm still, I'm so serious. Like, I always say when I, when I, whenever I was going to get married, that we're not splitting up for nothing because splitting up is just too expensive. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever it is, it's whatever it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? No. She gonna do her, I gotta do me, whatever. But, but come back. Yeah, it, it's it's lifetime thing. Like I believe in that. That's real. So I don't know what the circumstances would bring this type of situation. They I said the death was part. Like that's a real thing. I don't really know. 
if I would like permanently like if it would be like a permanent separation situation, but mm. I'm fucking shit up. Like this shit is going to the news. Helicopters being called. I don't right. really know. Like I just know I'm causing a a, a situation. A disturbance. <laughs> like a, a, disturb- a public service announcement will be oh, issued. I'm not saying whether or not I'm leaving my husband. All uh-huh. I'm saying is <laughs> they're gonna need to call the feds in to deal with the situation because I don't know what will I do. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. So you're saying it's gonna be Amber Alert for a grown ass man? Like, <laughs> like a bunch of people is gonna have to get is gonna have to get beat up. Multiple parties. Like, right, multiple. <laughs> if we can get past that, then we can get past anything. <laughs> we can get past anything. But some people go into relationships knowing that it's gonna be open. That's different. The, the thing to me is betrayal. The community. Like, don't fucking betray me. Like, mm. don't fucking betray me. Betrayal is what I don't like. Like, don't right. fucking betray me. Because that's like, my nigga, you could have just told me you was feeling some type of way. Right. You, Tell me about it. a moment, you know? Like, mm. at least Will and Jada took a separation because they knew they were was on the outs, you know? Yeah. It's the thing when someone's lying to your face and pretending mm. and faking theirs on the side and they betray you. That's what makes it, like, a disaster. To, yeah. to me, at least. Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are lying and scheming, like, oh, come on now. Yeah, you just, it's so much easier to keep it a band. I mean, yeah. I've never been much of a liar or a dream salesman. <laughs> and it's a lot of times, like, you know, back in my singular days. Don't worry, guys. Singular? But, <laughs> but, like, you know, women, women be like, yo, like, who hurt you? I'm like, nah, I'm just like, look, like, what is it? Like, what's the deal? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, is you with it or you know you need to be coaxed into it or like what's up like that's just how i was it was very ruthless it was very crass it was very tactless but it weeded people out you know and it's just being honest being honest with who you are first of all because niggas be lying there's a lot of good men there's a lot of fuck niggas in denial and they think they're a good man mm-hmm. they're very in denial about it yeah you that woman 15 years of my life and for kids on the side, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell the whole story, my nigga. So, you know, it's just about being honest with yourself, being honest with who you're with, and honoring the agreement that you made to be with each other. Like, all right, so this is the deal. These are the boundaries that we're setting up. Now, these may be subject to change, but that's a situation that you have to constantly be in communication with them. Like, yeah, so, um, you know, this is just good on my job. You keep looking at me, and I'm just wanting to know if, you know, if you'd be open to, um, Opened up our household for a little bit. Hell to no. But you get what I'm saying? Like, just having that conversation, being open like that. You know what I mean? That's open to get your ass beat. A lot of businesses aren't honest. Or if you're, if there's some sort of tribulation happening in your relationship, talk about it before you betray each other. Like, yeah. Exactly. People don't talk about shit. Like, just be like, you know what? You've been making me unhappy, you know, and these are the reasons why. Mm. Like, can we address this? Right. Or is this not fixable? The communication and the honesty to mm. me is what's missing. And that's where situationships are the problem, where people aren't being honest about their expectations. Right. They're being not being honest about their needs. Mm. They're not being honest about who they're fucking with. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Of, it's too much gray area for you to to be sure about anything. So then people just want to be secretive about everything. Yeah. 
if you know what your partner's expectations are, then you have less to worry about. But mm-hmm. if y'all are like completely great with each other, then you got a lot to worry about. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm throw something out here and I want y'all reaction on it. Okay. I feel like part of the reason with the communication is, you know, obviously having that tough conversation, but I also think that there's a certain thrill with being a dirtbag. Like being secretive, I feel like it's like a a kind of a thrill to that. Thank It's just like it's dangerous, coochie. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just it's just an added level of danger. Oh, I guess people like some some things. Again, this is just me speaking for you know the average nigga out there. Right, not him. Listen. <laughs> It's some shit that's just not worth risking your life for, okay? Totally agree. It's it's just, why would you do it? Why would you do it? You know? Why would you do it? It's not worth it. I want to hear one of the the other men's Let's Let's hear hear from... It's easy for for DJ and Malcolm. We're, me and Nicole are sitting directly next to them. Right. So please, one of the other men speak. <laughs> it's all time to shine. You are Darian. I've I've said plenty already. <laughs> say what? So the question is, no, I, was know, um, I think that there's an added thrill to not communicating that you want to have some outside tank. You know, and I think that. Oh, that's- I missed that. Hmm? Outside. <laughs> oh. Outside tank. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's just like a, a a level of thrill. Like you know, I feel like that's that's part of the reason too why people aren't forthcoming with, you know, their their needs and their desires. So you know, yeah, you know, you know what else? Is nah, thrilling? it's it's what more so it's more it's so a way of control because you want to control your you know what I'm saying what you want to have I guess have. To have to have happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you don't, especially somebody that has a weak ego. It doesn't want to deal with the rejection or having somebody answer that you know that they don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to go ahead and make the answer for them. So yeah, you're not gonna tell them about the other person because you still want that particular person. So it's like having your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like it, it becomes like a how I say like a almost like a chain type of thing like okay you got this person and this person and some people it might be a thrill but for some other people it's a big ego it's an ego thing you know mm-hmm. so that's just that's that's from you know my basis of what how i see it i feel you speaking because you're not even for women like you most women are not gonna let you just be like oh well i'm gonna go talk to this other chick like like what? You know what I'm saying? Like they're not gonna not gonna deal with that. And you know, you being the man, you're not gonna want to hear that uh, another dude is swimming in the same pool as you. No, that's not. No, I'm not. We're not doing this. Peeing in my pool, yeah. but not like. No. <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also think that um, speaking of the ego thing, it has to be, it has to be a kick in the nuts to like. You with your you with your girl or you with your dude or whatever, and you shoot your shot trying to cheat, and then they W. It's just like, damn. Cause I feel like some people they do it just to see if they still got it, and then it's just like. That's what you get. 
Yeah, it is what you get. What you get. But I'm just, I always thought that was like probably mad funny. Like, you know, you've been with your shorty or whatever, you just trying to shoot your shot. And it's just like, they just completely shut you down. Like, that's got, it's like, damn. Now you do well, imagine, like, you know, your girl going through your phone and she see you getting dubbed. And it's just like, this lame ass nigga. <laughs> Listen. That gotta be funny though, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> some dudes just, like I said, I think some people just cheat because they just got, you know, it's like an animal thing. Like they just be hot in the pants, man. Just gotta get it out. To see if they can get away with it. Like they just mm-hmm. want to see if they could do it. You know. Or they have no willpower. Yeah. That's, that's the, thing said, the willpower. The willpower. Relationship, a relationship. Or because they don't view like betrayal as that deep. Like they just mm. like. Yeah. Mm. Also, um, I do think a lot of men, um, sometimes myself included, would be like, "Yo, I was just fucking her. I really don't. There's nothing there besides that. It's just mm. it was just the act. There's nothing. I can never see her again. That's very fine for me. It, that's just it. You know." I, I yeah. do think sometimes that's a blurred line between, you know, cheating. Well, there's no emotion for me, so it's not really cheating versus, you know, there's an emotional aspect, you know? It doesn't make it right. I'm just saying that's some, um, I think that's the cop out that some use. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, you know, at a certain point in a man's life, and it's just me speaking for the men and the average Negroes out there, <laughs> that, you know, we need to stop putting the box on a pedestal. And start placing yourself to, you know, holding yourself to a certain standard. Absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, a horizontal exchange. This is also an information exchange. This is a DNA exchange. This is an energetic exchange. And I'm I'm not just getting a woman. I'm I'm giving myself as well. In fact, scientifically, I'm giving, I'm the one that's giving more. I'm losing more than she's losing. When society set up, they make it seem like she's losing value. Essentially, creating a whole other a fucking whole human. Other That's other. where people take sex so nonchalantly, and not saying that it's not okay to have casual sex because I don't, I don't know, I'm nobody's boss. But you could literally create a whole other human. A whole other nigga. You create a whole other human. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at how if you're going back to August Alcina. I think Jada put something on him that he wasn't ready for. <laughs> I why. might agree with that. <laughs> he might have been a little young and dumb. And she that's was why a little tenured. He was in the situation he that he's in. Like, it's, it's very possible. Jada not making no songs. <laughs> no. Jada <laughs> not making no, no, no MP3s, releasing them on Spotify. <sighs> that's August. This is yeah, happening. I mean... Ain't no, ain't no Maybe. real man gonna tell or gonna spill no, you know, no tea like that. You know what I'm saying? If, if you, especially Jada, like, come on. If you yeah, get the chance to do something like that, you're not telling the whole world that you did that. Especially if it was like four years ago. For his project, he I was on some other shit. He was too. on a promo tour too. I feel like niggas will will say anything to sell their records. They, they sure yeah. will. They'll get into a beef with the label. They do all that stuff just to. Right. He's like, well, I wasn't gonna say anything, but I need to sell a few records, so I'm gonna yeah. say something now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was an imbalanced power dynamic because I think that Jada was more of the the predator in that relationship than August, and I think that it, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman that it's very mm. balanced as far as who is in more control and who has more power. Yeah. He was very weak. 
Because he was and also Dwayne. Also, Dwayne, just as a man, like kind of going off of what you're saying, as a man too, you kind of grow out of these things. Like as far as like, um, I don't want to make it like a biblical sense, but you know, you you grew up doing childish things. When you know you become a man, you put childish things away. Mm-hmm. The same thing, you know. And like for guys, for guys, like you say, women, you know, mature faster. Yeah, that may be true. For guys, it's thirty. You hit thirty. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. light bulb normally goes off. What What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm That's thirty. Y'all ready to put y'all lives? I'm thirty. Mm-hmm. Thirty is. And cool. say, Daniel, you know what the problem is? We have a lot of men in their thirties that didn't do anything in their twenties, so they are delaying that that uh that maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Especially you grown ass men listen to that mumble rap and repeating that bullshit. Listen, oh. listen. Y'all ever heard Second Childhood by Nas? Mm-hmm. Listen, that shit is real. It's a lot of older niggas out here that's trying to live that second childhood. I mean, you look, be like, I, I'm not going to speak no names, but I may be friends with a, a promoter or two who's responsible for some parties in New York City, right? Who is older who you think would maybe would have grown out of this and transitioned to someone else, something else, or their entrepreneurship skills would have taken them somewhere else who are still in that scene with a bunch of little young girls in their old bodies, like posting it like it's something like to aspire to. And it's just like, bro. Like Ron Osley and shit. You ever uh, see Ron Osley from the Osley Brothers? Like, like, like yeah. 80 and you're <laughs> like, like in a section with like got a throwback jersey on the fur coat. <laughs> Like, I'm yeah. scared, actually. Like, I'm very scared. I should have had already. He's sick, he like old past 60. He might be yeah. old past. He should have then be had that realization past. twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you got to realize, too, you don't even want to have a second childhood in these nowadays. nowadays. Like, like, for me, being married, you know what I'm saying? I got married in October of last year. You know, oh, I'm, I'm super happy man. about that. What and, the thing, and the thing that that I'm so happy about being married about is like seeing this new generation of females that these guys got to deal with nowadays. Like, ah, there's no way. Like these females can't even cook. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> oh. we came up with females that had futures, <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're like, yo. Unless you can build a house scratch, don't talk to me about cooking. Now, can I cook? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's not let's not let's not do gender norms unless you're fulfilling the other half of the gender norms, okay? Yes, our grandmothers could not divorce these cheating ass grandfathers with three families, okay? But also at least they knew how to do shit. <laughs> like these young niggas don't know how to do shit and expect you they wanna be adult ass babies. Feed me, take care of my progeny, clean the house while you go to work and pay all the bills and I just sit here and play my PS4. Fuck that shit, all right? Yeah, like just in, in general, the game is just it's a wasteland. It's a wasteland. I definitely don't think the manager you're talking about is the man that any of us would rep for anyway. That's a that's a fuck boy. Yeah, Y'all are yeah. such a one ninth percent though of like the ninety percent of what we are discussing of like normal ads. We're talking people. about like, very specific. T- Y'all are talking people. about woke men who are grown, who are mature. Yeah. Okay. 
third eye. Oh no, I'm a little, I'm a kid in my head. I'm very much so. We're not talking about what women do as far as cooking and cleaning. It's 1942. Come on, women make more money than most men. Well, hold on. Just because you make money don't mean you can't cook. Like, I take pride in my ability to cook. Okay. We're not talking about cooking. And we're talking about <laughs> the expectation that women are just these intrinsic housewives, housemaid, homemakers, and mm. men can just do whatever they want. Mm. That's different. And mm. a lot of women mm. have mm. put up with that in the past because it wasn't socially acceptable to separate themselves or be divorced. They didn't have as much choice. Women now have a bit more choice. I just don't think every time somebody mentions a woman, it doesn't mean that we want her to be, you know, Wilma Flintstone or something like you. I didn't say it's a problem for women to know how to cook or not know how to cook. But for a man saying like, you should know how to cook. So you should know how to cook. I'm gonna put it like this. There are there are basic. You can't really say anything about there. There are basic life skills that you should have, right? That you should have as a human, though, not gendered life skills. It shouldn't be gendered life skills. She taught me how to cook. She taught me how to cook. It's not about gendered. Same on you, because you should have knew that before you met her. She I was going to, when I first got to college. I knew I knew grilled cheese, but I had grilled cheese. I had cereal. I had hot dogs. Okay, I was surviving. Barely. Okay. I was surviving. Barely surviving. No, but I forget Malcolm's lack of sense. What we're saying, <laughs> a lot of a lot of that conversation is like holding women to these standards of like raising like man children. I'm not saying y'all are that at all. Y'all seem much more woke than that. Yeah. But if you look on on Twitter at these conversations, a lot of men want to be like raised by their girlfriends. It's weird. Like it's they weird. want to be like babied by them, but like it's not. The like, There's a lot of children. Preparators. It's a lot of man children. I think every human that wants to survive should know how to cook. You okay? should definitely know. How you should listen, know how to cook in general. I was going to college and seeing people that didn't know how to wash their own clothes. Like I grew up in a single parent household, right? Right. Um, like I said, my, my mother and father broke up for a little time. Mm-hmm. My mother made sure I had all my skills. I knew how to wash clothes. I knew how to cook. I yep. knew how to do all my own things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when meeting a female, they should have the same things. Right. That so that's always the case. On your level. On your level. Not yeah. expecting yeah. to like fill in holes that you don't necessarily have. I think yeah. what we react to is most of the time when men say that it's like, feed me you know but you're saying i could feed you but you need to be able to feed me it's yeah. like a, a vice versa right, right. that's much more yeah. Yeah. But i like, feel like you my, should you should want more for yourself than you just being on only fans which i'm not knocking your hustle but if that's your <laughs> own skill my mother was more old school traditional church mom right? right so she made me and my sister do a lot more than she made my little brother do right so now my little brother is much more helpless as an adult than me and my sister because she was that like I wash his clothes, I cooked his meals, but she was like, Y'all better figure it out as far as me and my sister. So we had to cook, you know? And with some of the older generation, it was a lot of that. Like they coddled the boys and they treated the girls like servants or housemaids. And a lot of us grew up that way. Like a lot of us grew up having to do a majority of the chores while the boys got to just be boys, as they used to say. So we, we do see a lot of that in dating where men are like, can you cook me dinner? But then they don't have anything else to offer. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where that argument came in. Not saying that you don't know how to cook or you don't believe in an equal 
you know, I think it, it's got to be reciprocity, no matter no matter what it is. Reciprocity, reciprocity is very important, you know, because there's nothing wrong with staying home and doing all the chores if someone is working at work. It doesn't matter what the gender is. If you're the man and you're the stay at home and you want to make sure, you know, your wife comes home to a clean house and maybe a hot meal, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's nothing wrong with Look, if you're the man listen, and you're at listen, work all day listen. and you're making all the money and you're going to make sure I you come home say, to clean clothes and a hot meal. It's all both ways. I, you know, that's not a gendered thing. How professor wants to make sure any young man listening, you get nothing from me in life. Know this. I don't give a damn how much money you make in life. If you have a woman with you, she better go to work just like you go to work. Why would you do that to yourself? You're going to have someone at your house just all day bored. This is how trouble starts. No. Right. Let's stop no, settling. Let's it's progress. not necessarily wrong with a stay-at-home parent, though. When you have children no. at all, I, 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 I hit the lotto tomorrow, I get Ben Bezos money. Guess what's happening? Whatever you were doing before you met me, you're going to keep going to work. You, I won this money. I do what I want to do. What we're saying is, it's parent. I can chill because I I earned the right to chill. It's not about chilling. One at a time. One at a time. About chilling. If someone is a parent, and it it makes more sense for someone to stay home and make sure that the toddlers are good, kids could get to school, the house could be kept at it up. That's not a lesser. That's not a lesser thing. Calling someone a stay-at-home parent is not calling them a lesser thing. That's not that's a job. That's a community. I'm job, a stay-at-home okay? parent. So if you're the stay-at-home parent in this situation, that's not lesser on you at all. Right. As, as long as y'all are both contributing to the household. One may be contributing actual physical dollars. The other may be contributing more domestic labor. In this economy, so but about, if, if you're going to do that, one person, if you're going to do that, you can't use that against them either. Right. That's what you have saying. an argument or something like right. that, it's that's not the about, main but, thing. But that's what we're talking about with men saying, oh, she better know how to cook and clean. But if she's bringing in 100K, you're bringing in 50K. That's not equivalent. Whether she could but if one <laughs> is staying at home, making sure your kids are healthy, getting right. good grades, <laughs> clean, going to school clean, coming home, doing their homework, that's making the sure the house is together, that's a full time job, too. Exactly. So it goes both ways, regardless of gender to me. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter if it's the man doing it or the woman doing it. Really? Like, it doesn't matter who man, has man, you heard me. I told you, don't, don't, don't say I didn't give you nothing. Don't never say I didn't give you nothing. I gave you that nugget. Don't do it. What nugget? What of nobody the, working? The little does. Nobody, they everybody works, man. Everybody works. It's, that's that's the economy we live in. Everybody works. No, but if your partner makes like nine hundred thousand and you only make twenty thousand, you might as well stay home and take care of the kids. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you, if you only make twenty thousand, you ain't capable of taking care of my kids because you damn sure ain't got your head right. No, no, but it's, it's not about work. Some people are great educators and don't even have a college education. It's nothing about how much money exactly. you make. In the, in the you can't be a great educator without a college education. So that's in not the true. white supremacist no. economic fucking system that we live in, that has nothing so to do with How many fees on 125th got that knowledge that you won't get in a college classroom? What are we talking about here? Exactly. What are we talking about? It's it's about a balance it's because you can't transfer your skills to, monet, to 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 you can't monetize your skills. Does it take away from who you are? Like let's 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 you know let's keep it a band here. We're in Babylon right now <laughs> in the matrix. We're going by uh -oh. the rules right now. We need uh -oh. to that to that. I think a crack kid is um there are issues there. They haven't found their value for a reason because they value a crack rock. Okay, but that doesn't take That's away from. <laughs> 
That's how our grandfathers had side babies. They didn't take away from them being a good person. People make this mistakes. It is what it is. That's crack, there was a period of time, but crack was as popular as weed. Right. A lot of us, a lot of our generation was raised by crackheads. A lot of our Facts. Facts. <laughs> it is what it is. A lot of our, not necessarily me or you, but a lot of our generation was raised by crackheads. A lot of crackheads. And I will not shit on nobody for making an honest dollar. I don't care if they're wiping windows at a gas station. I don't care if you're wiping butt at a gas station. I don't care if they're wiping a booty. Sir. But it's just, sir. to me, Go, sir. it's about are you contributing emotionally? Top left. Emotionally and physically to your household for the best of everybody. It doesn't matter if your husband or wife makes a hundred percent more than what you make. That has nothing to do with it. It's the balance mm. of the equity of your emotional relationship equivalent. Okay. Maybe you can't put in as many like um emotional hours. Like maybe you work 60 mm. hours. Maybe you work really fucking hard, you're gone most of the day every single day day to week so you expect mm -hmm. her to do certain things that expectation makes sense because you're not there physically you can't do it but you're trying to cover them up in other ways but it goes both ways you know what i'm saying like right. but you also have to look at the work they're doing as equivalent who wants to be in a house with a toddler all day long who exactly they're stay in the house with a toddler all day long okay, because Toddlers are annoying Toddlers as fuck. Toddlers are the worst they roommates. To but you're further making my point on why I say I won't be with nobody that's not going to work. You just said it. What, what's going to happen? You're going to be in the house all day. It's going to be driving you buck wild, which means what? Now that information, that energy is going to come to me when I come home from work. Wait, but so uh -oh. are you not going to have a nanny? I don't uh -oh. understand what you're saying. Hey, you on that note. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darius, get out of here. Nah, I, I gotta go. You know, speaking of children, I have my own children of my own, and I gotta help the wife and gotta do the reciprocity thing. Like so, <laughs> reciprocity. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you or know, that word. Yes, we, we that, so. that part. All right, peace, peace. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Manny. Oh, no problem, no problem. Um, I'm gonna continue. I got some things like I'm working on on my own. I'm trying to get Dwayne's little advice on it, but. <laughs> Got some things coming, so hopefully he'll be able to let y'all know some things as well. Twitter, your Instagram. Right. Yeah, how, how can people how follow you? you? Mm, the uh, Instagram <laughs> is going to be at Miles Blue. It's going to be start of a new podcast I'm working on called True R&B Podcast. Okay. Ooh, so that's going to be the main okay. thing that I've got coming up. You know, keep that on the hush. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody else to be knowing out there, you know. Before that gets messed up, but you know, Dwayne's backing me, so it's gonna do well. We like that. So that's what I got going on. Part of the network, okay. Mm -hmm. like well, listen, you you got two followers here, right? <laughs> trying to look you up right now. You said at Miles Blue. Yeah, I'm. Is it M I L E S or M Y? Yeah, give it to this weekend, but it's M I L E S. That's my middle name, oh. and it's Blue as in B L U. Okay. Okay. All right. Right, mm -hmm. Got you. You only hide so much on the internet. Got you locked in. <laughs> I'm gonna lock you in. <laughs> Trying to find it. All right. Yeah. So, um, what was we talking about? Uh, <laughs> we going on a tangent. <laughs> oh yeah. So going on all type of tangents. Oh, you know man, what? But I, I love these conversations because of the tangents. The tangents give you so much like juice and. We were talking about working spouses and how yeah, I'm like working spouses. Working spouses. Yeah. Oh no, my question for you specifically was 
how would you feel about like um like because you said that you want two people who work which is fine because most of us i think in 2020 we both got to work regardless like mm-hmm. it's almost impossible not to unless your spouse makes a ton of money yeah so do you feel like then a nanny is like the, the answer? Because you said you want them to work, you want you to work. Who's going to take care of the kids? I'm just curious, like, for that particular situation. Depending on the time frame, I'm probably banking on um, paying my parents. Or I would um, or I would use a good daycare service. I mean, when we, when we really go back to how our communities really used to thrive, that's what we did. Like, if you go to Africa, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? They have an elder in the household that does that. You know what I mean? And that's keeping money in the family. Right, but Americans are so far from generational, like, um, community. Like, we're mm-hmm. we're so far from that. Like, I think it would make more sense, and that's something that I talk about a lot, so I'm glad you brought it up, is, like, having a generational community and not shaming people for living with elders and, you know, those right, types right. of things. But if that wasn't an option, like, if we're talking about someone who maybe doesn't have that as an option, like, maybe... My elders still work. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe their elders still work, so they're incompetent, or they got dementia. What you know, whatever it is. Well, if you don't have that, then obviously, then yeah, then you're gonna go for you know daycare and some something of that nature. That's but Would and you also, consider that person staying home to homeschool your sh- like? Say you have a wife who who is very well educated, who could be a great homeschooler for your children. Would you consider that if you were the only income? Like, not saying she couldn't make an income, but she chose to sacrifice her income to homeschool your children. Would you consider that? No, because I don't want my kids homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. for socialization reasons? Um, Socialization, I was... Plethora of reasons. I don't want my kids homeschooled. Though. I think... What about, like, with, like, plagues and stuff like we got right now? Most kids are homeschooled right now. COVID-19, COVID-19 reasons. I mean, oh, overall, to me, like, school, the daycare system, all of that is an iffy situation. Like, Very you know iffy. I'm saying? like, things happen to children, and, like, this is something that you really have to be focused on. Like, there's predators inside the daycare. There's predators yeah. inside the school. Daycare is not trafficking hope. Right. And I, I recognize there. all these things, but personally, I don't. I don't govern my life by. I call. I call that fear politics, right? I understand there's a lot of bad things that happen, but one. That's why I do my research, and you know the chips seem to fall where they may. That's I've gotten this far in life because I, you know, I do my research. So you're I'm not talking about public school. You're talking about if you can afford like a private education. Right. Public school is very different from from what you're saying. You can't control mm-hmm. public. Not at all. You guys were just talking about daycare centers and all that, predators and all that. I mean, I can't control that. No, we're talking about elementary school. You can control it. You know? There's only so much you control outside of your four walls that you live in. Exactly. Right, but that's the point that I'm trying to tell y'all, so I'm not going to worry about what I can't control. That's... One of the, that's one of the, the one thing you have to worry about is what you can't control. You yeah. know, right. in, reg- in regards to your kids, yeah. In regards to your kids, like if you're sending your kids to school because you don't want the mom to stay home with them, you understand that they're going to be with strangers unless you you can afford private school. Yeah, they might be with white strangers. Yeah, but, but that's, white strangers, they might find themselves in the in the school to prison pipeline. And it's at least three pedos. It's at least three pedos in like every school. And it's not about being scared. It's just about it's not about being scared. It's about preparedness. Yeah. You guys are homeschooling your kids. That's what I'm hearing. You guys oh, are homeschooling. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. I mean, yeah, we've all. My no, I've whole... done both things. I've done both things. Like yeah. I've, I've had 
kid, like I'm preschooling a child, but I also have children who go to, who go to public school. So I'm just saying like the spectrum is very broad. Yeah. The county changes everything. Like, oops, sorry, Mal. I'm also not sending my kids to school because I don't want my spouse to stay home. That's not the reason for it. I'm sending my kids to school because I think it's healthy for kids to be at school. There's a lot of things that you learn in school outside of just the classroom in terms of socialization. Right. So socialization, right. that's social what skills. I was asking. Like socialization. Yeah, we got summer camp. Like, we got we summer camp. We got the park. We traveling in the summer. We're not going to summer camp. Mm. You know, I'm, I, I'm, by the time I have kids, my businesses will be taken off and my main job is an educator. I got summers off, so we don't need summer camp because we're going to be moving. We're going to be getting exposures just like I got when I was growing up. But if people mm. don't have the same education access as you, like, look at it from their perspective and then, like, give the, the answers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not negating anything that you're saying because if you have the capacity to give anything like that to your children, give it to them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, give it to them. Please but, like, I will say 95% of people have yeah. to send their children to public school. You know, like, 95% of people have to send their children to public school. So in that realm, say you had a spouse who was more capable of being an educator, would you consider them being the one that spends more time at home so they could give that level of education to your child? Or you feel like the social, now I get the socialization thing because that is very important. Like sometimes yes. homeschool kids are a little think, awkward. You know? I'm gonna keep saying no because I think kids need to go to school for that reason. I think it's also healthy to just, talk to other people outside of just like your parents but you could do that right. without sending them to school yeah they don't have to do and they could be socialized like you could put yeah. the karate like and pottery and the park and like all types yeah. of extracurricular without them going to a nine to five school what public school does teach and we actually the last episode i did was on homeschooling like what public school teaches is they teach like group think like a lot of kids that, that are homeschooled don't really have to deal with peer pressure like that because they know who they are and mm. in, in regular school, it's like a lot of self-discovery that goes on. Because um, because one of um one of the people uh, she was like, her um, her friend who was on the basketball team with her, she up until high school, she was homeschooled, and so what everyone was like, oh, let's do drugs or whatever, whatever, or oh, you don't do that, ha ha ha. She goes, I don't, I don't care, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't have that, they're not socialized in that way, and there's a lot of you know, toxic things that are being taught in public school or just in certain schools in general that we have no idea. There's certain ways that, you know, counselors or hall monitors or whoever talk to these kids that we have no idea about, that they keep to themselves. You know, maybe... You know, I'm a I mean, myself, so I, you know, I, I understand. Um, I mean, I grew up in the 90s, you know what I mean? I started in Jamaica, Queens, the South Side. You know what I mean? I saw a crack when I was like six years old. It was at my bus stop. Guess what? Just because I went to public school, I didn't use it. You want to know why? Because my parents gave me a, a firm foundation. When you have a firm foundation that you that you launch from, you know a lot of these things you can't. You couldn't get that. You couldn't get that over me. Even when I moved to Long Island and I was far from my family and I had to re you know re put myself together, I still that foundation from my Tucker heritage that carried me through. That's why I knew I needed to get out of high school, get my ass away to college, get away from around here because that foundation I had was what helped me through. And that's what I'm gonna continue with my children. Same thing with my siblings doing with their children. You know, when you have that firm foundation, I'm a firm believer, a firm foundation will stand through everything else. A lot of people don't realize it, but 
kids don't come from a lot of firm foundations because the parents ain't firm themselves. We can look at it now with how this nation is falling apart from all this political banter. People are not solid. That's why the fear tactics and everything just sway them because a lot of people ain't solid. The kids are sheep because your parents are sheep too. That's true. But also like teenagers rebel. So mm-hmm. I think both I to a degree. I, think you get, I think you get a little bit of both. Like I, I understand what you're saying. Like you are much, you're at a much better starting place if your parents are very firm. Mm-hmm. But peer pressure and environment and like the educators around you can also unduly influence a child. So it's like it's like there's no way. I see my like, brother battle with that a lot. Like he just you with a lot of stuff from like my my freaking 13 year old is a genius and he hates this remote schooling thing that they're doing he just doesn't want to participate in it he'll do all his schooling in like two days and be like why do i have to get on zoom like he just doesn't want to do it he's just like fucking over it and it's like it, you know it's just it's so every one of my pushbacks is number one is two things right you gotta look at the kind of schools we send our kids to you know um like i'm my elementary school we have a black principal black assistant principal we got a um, we got a black psychologist. We have a lot of black people and black men in particular. Empower- a lot of um, a lot of the things that you're gonna get at our public school, you're not gonna get it. You went to others because we're, there's more cultural sensitivity there. So the kids are gonna get that sense of empowerment. They're gonna get that. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna get you know built on in a, a proper way because we know because we we're, we're gonna model that for them. Right. And for me, I'm going to make sure that my kids go to that same kind of school. You know what I mean? That's what my right, dad did. You, not everybody has a choice. Not everybody has resources to have a choice because a lot of people, it's just about the di- the redlining in their districts. I mean, you know, so a, lot of, about redlining, a lot of cities redline the shit out of schools. And, and a lot of women or not women families don't necessarily have the financial ability to move districts to get into that type of curriculum. I mean, I'm in a public school. I mean, Durham, you know, Durham Public Schools is a black, predominantly black district. You know what I mean? So right, in, New of, York, in New York, yeah. you've got 50,000 different districts. Well, listen, listen. You can't New York is a model for anything because New York is is an animal of its own. What happens in New York doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, but what happens in New York happens to kids who are in New York. So, like, you could say that about Jerusalem. You could say that about Zimbabwe. You could say that about anywhere. Not everywhere has access or resources that your zip code has. So when we're having those type of conversations, it's like, unless that's the standard, which it's not yet, it should be the standard. And it would be fucking magnificent if it was. But uh, most people, not most people, but a good percentage of people do not have the access to those type of environments and resources that they need, like where they have people who look like them uplifting them or around them or as the counselors. Like, you're probably the best fucking counselor. Like, I would love my children to have a counselor like you. You know, who's pro-black, who's aware, who, you know, who's all a man, like all these things. But so many thousands and millions of children despite how how much their parents try don't have that type of access to those type of resources regardless of the state the the county or the the country that they're in so some parents are now with all the shit going on taking it upon themselves to do it themselves and you have to understand that like despite the socialization which I get, like, I would much rather my kids go to school so they learn how to interact with people. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, 
I'm so scared to send my kids to school because so many kids are getting sent to prison from school. So many fucking kids. Like Malcolm's from Cleveland. Cleveland is one of the worst with the with the school to prison pipeline. You know, like East Cleveland. So many people are scared to even send their kids to school for the fear that their own guidance counselors are going to be ones that send them to prison for even having an emotion or reaction or missing a day or you know what whatever it is that those type of opportunities aren't available to everybody yet. I mean, we could work towards making that more of a thing, but it's not a thing. So I, I think I'm maneuvering from a, it's a, a lack, not for because I prefer the lack perspective, but because I understand the reality of how many children are in lack. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want the lack for, for none of these fucking kids. <laughs> I don't want the lack for I mean, for me, I don't have children yet, but I know when I do, because I mean, just, just based on anything I do, I'm going to do the legwork to put them in the best position. And we believe that. We believe we believe that's percent when you say that. Like I believe that. Like you seem like the type of person that is gonna really do that. Right. You know, like, it definitely I'm definitely gonna think about where we, you know, because I mean you got six years from the from the when the child's born to when they gotta start school. Six years I can get into whatever house I want. I'll put the work in and make that happen. I work eighty days a week now. I'll leave it to four years instead because kids gotta go to preschool if if that's what you're trying to do. And they start that they start that at three to four years old. Right. Okay. Two, two. And some people have either the resources or the driver to motivation to make it happen, but some people just like don't. But it's not right. on the yeah, it's such could. a weird fucking paradigm, but like entanglement. That's what like so now my kid got to sit next to his stepbrother in preschool he don't know oh <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Now, that, that's the situation yeah i mean i, I know people that have, have met their uh their siblings that were like months apart like as as grown adults it was like yo <laughs> it was like, yo, I want to talk about you. But like, people people got, were dating their cousins and like realized on Twitter and were like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's, y'all, that's remember, disgusting. y'all remember they Kevin Gates? Y'all remember oh, Kevin yeah. Gates? Was oh, wow. smashing his so cousin. But then yeah, they found out and they didn't stop. And they still were smashing. That's nasty. Wait, so that's that's nasty. Nasty. you find out they didn't stop. and you don't stop? That's. <laughs> Now listen, I will give you the benefit of doubt before you find out. Man, if you're doing that shit, you better not tell nobody. You take that to the grave. That's disgusting. Right, I would never that's tell anybody. Disgusting. Nah. Let alone social media, I would die with that nah, secret. Okay? That's it's between disgusting. me and God, and I'm going to repent, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I see my cousin now, I'll be like, why are you doing this on social media? I don't want to see this. I don't yeah. right. Then every funeral, you got to like wonder if you're going to like show up. Like, nah, uh, it's just... It's just, it's just a bad look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. All right, so um, what's, we, what's we can go all over the place. Um, if right. people wanna, if people wanna find y'all, where can they, where can they find y'all at? Well, again, guys, you guys can just all you gotta do is Google hashtag No Fucks Given. It's spelled No Fuck Given, so that's hashtag N O F A U X G I V E N. You can, you'll probably see the picture of Malcolm X and Fidel Castro with the obvious episode yet, because that's the, we changed our screen art up. 
You'll also see the evil panda. That's a, you know, the black and white. That's what no fucks given is about. It's just being blunt and honest. Black and white. We're not doing the gray. We just be being cold. It's how, how it is. Tell her how we shoot it. You can also find me on IG at the hip hop professor. Hip underscore hop underscore professor. Okay. Okay. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, at MT the artist. M T T H E A R T I S T. And I'm very surprised that I spelled that as well as I did because I've been drinking Jameson this whole time. <laughs> so, that's an accomplishment to me. Y'all need to big up me. All right. And yourself? What? I'm sorry. Thank she you. has her own agency. I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking for her. MT the artist? MT the artist. MT the artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, me and Malcolm's show together you. is Poignant Bars. Poignant for, for those bars. of you who don't know how to spell poignant, it's like spell poignant, oh, yeah. like poignant bars, but like that's our little, uh, <laughs> that's our little kind of vlogcast, podcast uh, variety show, but I'm April Catrice with a K, and on all my socials, it's the same ass thing, April Catrice. <laughs> oh, wait, no, on my YouTube, is life with April Catrice, but it's still April Catrice with a K, so <laughs> if you find me on one thing, you'll find me on everything, but <laughs> I'm a yoga teacher, and um, I talk about weird shit, metaphysical shit. Um, I defend women most of the time, and black people, so that's my thing. <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm looking at the hip hop professor, and I don't think this is you. This is wait, we found somebody else. Hold this, on. This is my. Wait, he can't they, see it. Wait, this is a glare. This is another hip hop professor. Yeah, who that oh, nigga? Uh, no. Oh, he light skin. No, five nigga. I did. Uh, I did underscore. It's the underscore hip underscore. Oh no, it's just hip hop professor. There's no the. Oh, uh, see, see? Well, I didn't do I yeah. didn't do my rules. I you gotta run the fade on the other nigga, though. Yeah, <laughs> the other dude is trying to steal your identity. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy, man. Uh, crazy. Any light skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can find me at Divine Beauty, the letter N style, and that's on Facebook and Instagram as well. Oh, we you, you can find me where you found me at. Make sure you like, subscribe. We don't know who you are. Cancel. I mean, if you found me here, you can find me anywhere. <laughs> We're going to block him. Yeah, um, <laughs> we might block yeah. him. I'm on um, I am Duanus. That's I-M-D-U-A-N-U-S. If you just Google that, you'll find everything you need to find. All right. So, yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, cancel me. It is what it is. And, uh, yes, thank y'all for uh, pulling up. Appreciate y'all. All of you.